Welcome to the Wrestler Review, John. Dylan, may I have a question for you before we start? No. Okay. Alphud, what's up? Whose yard is this? <laughs> I think it's my yard, oh, buddy. Really? Oh, hey, you know what? Um, never mind. Actually, I was, I'll find context for it and bring it up later. John, we're here for a man who everyone liked and then he retired and then he was like there's only two people that should have rights the cops and me yeah and now no, that's who he is it's an interesting situation the undertaker starting talking because it was like man we really want to hear the insights of this legendary pro of wrestling and then he was like here's the first thing i gotta say buck sumoff was right and he's my favorite wrestler and everyone was like well we made a mistake i, I like that wrestling fans are like yeah I guarantee who I know is my best friend. It's the guy who dresses up like he's a zombie that owns a motorcycle for um, almost 40 years. Understand I now have a ruptured disc in my spine just from existing. That's how long <laughs> The Undertaker was The Undertaker was long enough for a man to have a pretty severe back injury yeah. because he existed. That's the crazy thing, yeah. You went the when the Undertaker debuted, you were a child, and now you're being broken by time. Yeah, no, now literally my enemy is gravity. <laughs> this is the fucking crazy thing about the Undertaker that I really love is that everything he believes is right and everything you believe is wrong, John. No, I think that he yeah, came out right. and he was like, I can't wait to do all these shoot interviews because he shot saw them in 2000 when it was like oh my god, freaking George Animal Steel is just straight shooting on who had the best hot dogs in Minneapolis and anything anything from behind the scenes was fun in the year 2000 and in the same way that I believe that two, the year 2000 was six days ago, even though it was 22 years ago The Undertaker was like, I can't wait to fucking do all these shoot interviews and everyone was like oh no, these are like super boring and um, you're just upsetting me because do you own any shirts that are just like just yeah they came out of a beer case yeah no They're, like you had to actively get these like you hit the six hundred dollar a month patreon subscription for hitler von adolf um here you go here's a blue lives matter shirt here's what i also think that's so fascinating about the undertaker and sort of the post-retirement years is that like we thought he was cool and it turns out he's a 50 year old with a ponytail that hall of fame speech was the lamest thing I've ever because again, he yeah. acts like he's Muhammad Ali of wrestling and he's the guy who wore a duster. Like what they don't what's interesting about wrestling is so many wrestlers do not understand their own fans. Like they just think of them as like they'll like what I like. I like sardines and fucking my wife and not talking to her. And everyone's like, mm. sardines though. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, think about this guy's career though is essentially he was the greatest territorial mainstay that wrestling has ever seen no one has guarded or protected a territory more than man he's the best booked wrestler ever i disagree entirely I think, rick, I think rick flair is the best book wrestler of all time Why? minus the wc because rick flair has been able to you, you just had to say minus though i that's why i'm saying front yeah. to back this guy's fucking here for 30 years and he's so well protected he's like it's literally and vince mcmahon said this as bullshit, 
but he is completely correct. Where if CM Punk was like, I want to re- uh, main event WrestleMania, and, me- and Vince McMahon said, you did, you faced The Undertaker, and it's like, I do believe Vince McMahon has a point, because that that isn't, if you beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, obviously it's the main event, but like, I not- disagree. I, I'm actually with CM Punk. I am with Child I get what he's saying. I, I get, yeah, I get, come Machine Punk, I get what he's saying. <laughs> Because I do agree with him, but Vince does have a point where it's like there's literally winning the world title. And like if you beat The Undertaker, that is more rare and makes you a stronger character than winning the world title. Because sure. there's so many world CM champions. CM Punk was who never beating The Undertaker. Wait. Never. He was never going to. Big boy. Batista never didn't him. beat The Undertaker. No, Batista was never going to beat The Undertaker. That's the what I'm Undertaker. saying. Like Brock, even when he was the American badass. No one really liked him when towards the end of it. When he was Big badass. Evil, Big Evil was the fucking, oh. that was, the Big, Big Evil was like, Big just Evil fucking. Big Evil was Limp Bizkit minus West Borland, where we were like, before this was fun. This is now just, oh yeah. This is just embarrassing. All yeah, of your Big songs Evil are was staying emotional. at the party too long. Yeah, Big Evil. Big Evil was when you get a bag of Coke at 5 a.m. It's like, the party's done. You can come in at 5 a.m. If you're still re-upping oh at 5 a.m., Oh, my God, that's exactly. I got to tell you, that's sort of what's amazing about The Undertaker is for someone who had such a long career, he varied up his um, his sort of his identity just enough that it never seemed stale, but it never seemed original. Like, it always seemed like he was copying himself. Like, even with Big Evil, seemed like a weird copy of the American Badass, which was also him. In the same way that, like, the Purple Gloves Undertaker seemed like a weird copy of the Grey Gloves Undertaker, but that's also him. It's so... Because here's the thing that I find fascinating about The Undertaker is you he seems like such a unique wrestler until you listen to... Um, Bruce Pritchard's something to wrestle with where he talks about how The Undertaker was just a giant fan of Don Jardine. And Dylan, I hope you're sitting down. I actually did some research for this episode and oh, I watched no. a Don, I know, I watched half a Don Jardine episode, but I was on a lot of steroids because of my herniated disc. So all I remember is masturbating furiously. I mean, um, <laughs> oh, get it out, get it out, keep it I gotta, in. I gotta get, the, gotta get the fluid out, gotta get the fluid out. You know, actually, the funny thing is if you had a, actually followed through and never nut in November, you wouldn't have this injury because you'd have enough semen in your body to replace the fluids. Yeah. As opposed to I did I did every nut December where if someone just mentions nuts, I nut. Do you want some peanut butter? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> I will say this. Here's something that I can't ever but hang on, I could they would never come up naturally otherwise. Okay, just, John John Jardine, go for it. Basically, all the Undertaker is just saw the scariest, toughest man in Texas wrestling and was probably like a little tall, lanky basketball player and was like, I'm going to be that guy. And then like all wrestlers just pretended enough that he became that guy. That is what that is what a lot of wrestling is, where someone's trying to just be something else. And then someone like Mark Calloway's trying to be Don Jardine and Vince McMahon comes and sees a completely different thing and it just works because you get and it you get two visions um Such coming together. Point. And yeah. also what I want to say about um mean Mark Calloway is that he has four older brothers, which is so funny Whoa. to think who could end the other fucking so under- there's it's Kane, so funny to think of the Undertaker getting beaten up by Maskless four dudes. Kane. That other cane that was portrayed by Drew check Galloway. It, check out how fucking, of course, this guy's a conservative. His dad's name is Frank. Yeah. Done. And here are his brother's names. David, Michael, Paul, and Timothy. And his Let name is Mark. You. Let me tell you that those You have kids, five kids. kids try not to, to make any of them their fun. bad shit. Yeah. They, every morning they were gathered <laughs> in the bathroom. This is talking. what a man does. You got to listen to the plops. 
three or your day is going to be bad. If you smoke enough, you'll shit one out. Yeah. And I'm waiting. You know what lunch is for? That's for smoking. No Mm. food. Yeah. Oh, I've done that before. Oh, God. You know what they are? Fucking Muslims. How many cigarette lunches have you had? Oh, so many. I've chosen cigarettes over food, sir. Oh, me too. And you know what the crazy thing is? Um, It's, can you imagine someone being like, I vaped instead of having lunch? You'd be like, what the fuck? But cigarette instead of lunch, you're like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, because that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're, see, the thing is, the less food you have and the more cigarettes you have, the more like you are to start growing a jacket. And whatever jacket you like is what you grow. Exactly. Um, I assumed you wanted to be a guy who looks like he's with the band, but he doesn't play any instruments. If that's true, mm-hmm. yeah. Give that sandwich. Have yourself another. You. It is crazy to me that this show is ending, and this show really tracks the arc of our cigarette love. In that you caught us deep in England, just truly neither one of us really enjoying. Where Literally we were. Smoking, smoking. out. No, there was because we would take enough time off that oh we my. did enjoy it. There were episodes where it was like we both had. We had no, both. We always enjoyed doing stops. the show. I'm talking about living, enjoying about. Uh, no, I meant cigarettes. I meant oh. like there's literally. I was talking about cigarettes, like stopping smoking cigarettes and then starting to enjoy it again. And you can hear it on the radio where it's like both of us are smoking inside. Oh yeah, you there's yeah. You that. can totally track the health problems that John and I are having, and then like the start of this episode, I'm the start of the right show, now. we're like, whoa, I'm still up on blow. I better smoke it off. I disagree. Oh, that there the Donald Trump episode is just two different types of hungover people being like, oh, why God. did we agree to this? <laughs> I just won money though. That was sick. Oh my god. I just I had been I got into a screaming argument with a British woman. It's your fault. It's your fault. And then I started I'm Canadian. Does it matter? And I'm like, and I just it's the last time I've said the R word in public. Were you like, it's not my fault? And then you came, you've crashed and died. <laughs> no, I just said the Planet Hollywood tape is my <laughs> manifesto, and then I burned that yeah. hipster venue. The R word. Yeah, John keeps saying the, the N word, yeah, which, by the way, he's an improv. The N word is no. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, we were conf- you confused. Oh, oh that, that N word is actually not as good as the, not as bad as the other one. No. Uh, improv was a thing that was very popular in 2009. And then by mm. 2017, everyone was like, this is Harvey Weinstein, but with no help to show business. And then everyone was like, good point. Shut down the improv schools. Yeah. And to to the point where it's like, I think Mike Birbiglia was in one. And there's a couple other that are just straight up, <laughs> straight up the like um, multiple indie movies made where it's like, this guy has roommates. He's 40 and he fucks 20 year olds. Like that was, <laughs> and that's weird. I just remember, I know someone who got fired from an improv school, and mm-hmm. this is a rumor and conjecture, and I have no evidence, but apparently they sat down and they were like, you're really not supposed to try and have orgies with your students, it was apparently how the conversation started, and I gotta tell you, that's not a good way to start a conversation, that's a disciplinary hearing. If it's an orgy, <laughs> then you're like, this is how you started, I hear you've had other orgies. If it's a disciplinary hearing, you never want to hear the word orgy do you think that no. me mark calloway has ever had any orgies i also by the way i use his original name no because he thinks that's for hippies that's correct he's like you have sex with one woman one time mm. or as many times to make babies although no i mean anyway the undertaker is such a the mean mark calloway no we got to talk about his fucking here's his early he was texas red which i think is a better <laughs> name than the next one the master of pain i disagree entirely i've nicknamed my butt master of pain <laughs> He was apparently his storyline was he was serving five years in solitary environment in solitary confinement for killing people in a fight. That's apparently what you get. That's fucking cool. killing two people in a fight is 
five years. Yeah, you get five years. What did you? Do? I like that because it's a heel. Like, ooh, he, not only is he, not only is he fucking um, dangerous in the ring, but I'm sure he was doing this character in Tennessee. So I'm sure that people were mad about how light a prison sentence he got as well. I think you're correct. I have to say this. This is the fascinating thing is that wrestling has really changed. And his hair is too red. I will say this. He literally has, he is too big and too ginger to pull off any character that's not The Undertaker. It's the weirdest thing. It's also weird that he debuted with red hair as The Undertaker and he just looks so different. But it's like, that is such a, he fucking did such an amazing job about of of, being the undertaker like oh well no there are moments he did amazing jobs it, cumulatively phenomenal but there are some moments go fuck yourself the ministry of darkness hitty my friend that's what i'm saying debut hitty, oh debut debut he fucking this guy knows how to fucking show literally up. the strongest character ever in the history of wrestling is the undertaker the entire this is the other thing the other no, no, subtle thing about go for it it's Hulk Hogan, then The Undertaker. Hulk Hogan shows up and wins the belt in like two minutes and then just fucking gets covered in champagne and has a weird moment with Andre the Giant. Next one is Kane, The Undertaker, shows up, managed by Brother Love, fucking runs the board on the Survivor Series and is the world's champion in like a year. It's so crazy. And also that incident provided the greatest Hulk Hogan lie ever. Injured my neck because of a tombstone pile driver that the Undertaker gave me. Undertaker apparently felt guilty about it and like changed how he did the tombstone forever as a result. And then looked at the tape like tw- like twelve years later and was like, "His fucking head doesn't even fucking touch the chair. This piece of shit." Well, Hogan and the Undertaker have definitely have some weird issues because remember Hogan, like one of the most legendary sandbags of all time, is Hogan just not jumping at all for a choke slam. Oh this my like, god, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. And it's like the Undertaker's like, I'm this is although this is my yard, I am not strong. I so guess. you have to fucking jump. You yeah, I guess this fucking guy's like my fucking dad who doesn't fucking cooperate. Oh god, now my older brothers are gonna bully me. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, I for some reason I Um and then oh. and that proves actually that I am stronger than you, Dave Galloway. Uh Dave. stop breaking character when you do this. No, yeah. I can't. Which one of these is a camera? This is a house show, Mark. There are no cameras. Okay, I'm just going to tell a guy who looks like he lives in Texas. You tell fucking Dave Calloway to stop <laughs> fucking asking me for money. Hey, uh, and you will rest in peace, and that makes me not gay, Mike. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually not. And yeah. I'm the undertaker now, and people think I'm really strong, and I have an urn, and look at this small fat guy. That yeah. I'm him. He's mine, too, so rest in peace. I'm, I'm not gay. Let me that ask was you, a lot of the early Let me ask you something, fucking Dave. Would yeah. a Peter Pumper have a short, fat friend? Would they? Yeah. I'm the fucking Undertaker, man. Oh, yeah. What are you doing, Mike? You got a wife and kids? I know a lot of Samoan guys now. Yeah. How does that a, sound? I'm in a fucking gang called the Bone Schools yeah. crew. Bone, based off we of have guys. a cool David. We have a fort. Yeah, we have a little he's fort. such an the, older. He's such a younger been, brother. We have a. I made up a gang, Michael. I can meet you up. Yeah, and one of them is really fat. He'll fucking beat you up and He'll sit on you. He'll fucking sit on you. He's going to break your retainer, Mike. Mike, oh, your buddy. retainer's going to be broken again. And Dad's going to fucking know. Bet, oh. I wish you want to bet that uh, Yokozuna met his one of his older brothers and was like, that guy was actually pretty cool. He's like, well, you don't like him better than me, do you? And he's like, I guarantee that's Back off, man. I guarantee that's what You don't like him better than me. I'm still your best friend. Yeah, you can like him, but you can't love him like you love me, though. <laughs> we love each other, right? <laughs> 
Um, I have all these tattoos that say I love you. All these tattoos mean that I'm lonely. Where's so my mean lonely? Mark Calloway? Do you know who Mark was? He was the original body shamer. He would go, ah, ooh, ah, tabies, yum, yum, yum. He had Barry Darso's gimmick? Yeah, and then Darso stole it. I mean, wouldn't you? It's the best gimmick in wrestling. They literally, you want to get heat in Southern wrestling? Just walk to the ring telling people they're fat. That's up there with... Suggest a diet anywhere, anyway. Just like earnestly suggest someone go on a diet and you're a good healer. Oh my god, that's such a funny. I just there was a way to know not pro wrestling or correct someone just when they see someone eating. Like, do you need all that bread? Yeah, I just want to say I think keto is an option for you. Actually, inflation's kind of crazy right now, but that doesn't mean you have to just give up. Like you clearly are. Yeah, inflation is an economic thing, not a waistline thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was mean, Mark Calloway. That was devised for him by Terry Funk, who I assume got out of a sleep and then went back to sleep immediately. I don't think that he woke up. I think they were like, what's this wrestler called? And he's like, hey, he's mean. <laughs> Mamus Mark, he's mean. Night, night. Here's the weirdest thing about wrestling is Terry oh, Callis. Funk. Sorry, it's Callis. Oh, pardon me. That's Ooh, right. Callis. It's Callis. Oh. Like That's one thing. Everyone thing says you that get on your finger dumb. when you play too much guitar. That's one of the best things about anything. Um, that that's a weird sentence, but that's one of the best things. Is oh fuck, WCW is so fucking stupid. Do you can't believe that they named the Undertaker Mean Mark Callis. Terry Funk named it. Well, that's fine then. You know what I mean? Where yeah, wrestling like, fans, much like comedians, is they anything, only ca- they only care when yeah. But specifically, wrestling and comedy is the like the two dens of like this guy's a real monster and he's unpopular, so we have to take him down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he was in the skyscrapers to replace Sid Vicious for a hot minute. And oh yeah, this was his. By the way, the, is a tag yeah. team that basically made no impact, but were so bad. Jim Cornette will rant about them at any opportunity. With a venom he usually reserves for, reserves for Vince Russo, it's pretty spectacular. This is, I think the I would like to nominate the heart punch as the worst finishing move that's been widely used ever. I'm gonna uh, I see the heart and, punch. I'm gonna raise you the iron claw, but let's let's get, let's get to the bottom. Here's why I think I that the, the iron claw is better. Go ahead. The iron claw can come from anywhere. You can Great just point. you can just fucking slap it on. It it doesn't look dumb. Yes, but. In the cartoon world that is pro wrestling, he's fucking got strong hands. You can crush your goddamn head. The heart punch, you literally have to like position it, measure it, and then punch him in the chest. And you, they, the thing is, they never even punch them in the chest. They just pulled the punch at the last second. It's not like it was like the necro butcher doing the heart punch where it was like, I'm just going to fucking haul off and blast this dude in the chest. I got to tell you, the necro butcher does not give the credit he deserves for how dude, much that guy he was, brought three inches taller he would have been like the greatest wrestler of all time i gotta took a fucking exploder onto concrete and his head exploded and then there was 20 more minutes in the match (laughs) i'm gonna say this right now the necro butcher is the 21st century rick flair that man is the (laughs) dude he has a he has a tattoo of yoda smoking weed on his arm there's he's made no mistakes wait a minute wait a minute he he got the the he Man, that guy, that's better than my tattoo of Yoda sucking his own dick. <laughs> no, that's not. Yoda <laughs> sucking his own dick on your back, which is why you're having the hip issues. Because you're I, trying to suck your own dick at the same time. You're going, hey, check it out. Of course. Yeah, you have to, if you're getting a tattoo of Yoga Yoda sucking his own dick, you have to get, you have to suck your own dick while you're getting that tattoo. 
I think that wrestling I think is Dylan missed. is drinking out of a flashlight. If those of you <laughs> Oh, that looks like it looks I'd like to thank the Thermos Corporation for finally answering my emails. <laughs> yeah. You can nut in it and then you can drink out of it. I also got a Bucky's mug for Christmas. For those of you who don't know Bucky's, Dylan, you're a scumbag like me. It's the biggest gas station in Texas. Oh, that's it, sick. It's got a jerky bar. What kind of jerky do you want? <laughs> Bear in mind, Dylan. Gas station. It's main, but still got a jerky bar. It's got a towel section. It's the best. <laughs> Advertising. I like that. You can fucking eat some jerky after you just shot. Yeah, you can, shot a fucking load, yeah, and then fill, you fucking build my fucking tank. Give me a fucking towel to cover uh, to clean up the load I left on the fucking passenger mm. seat. Yeah, I have some fucking jerky. I'm hungry. I dropped the juicer. Now I'm gonna fucking have some jerky. Let's go. Here's the thing with the Undertaker: is he was managed by okay, Teddy sure. Long. And the t- Teddy Long clearly doesn't like him. And I don't think that mean Mark Callis is racist. I just think he's an asshole. Like, I guarantee he's just like, he's like, oh, let's stop for lunch. And he's like, I'll get gas. And then Mark just gets the sandwich, eats it, and gets back in the car. And Teddy's like, what the fuck? Like, this is something I guarantee Mark Calloway has done. This was mentioned, uh, something that a comedian did, which was two comedians were on a flight. One of them was in the middle seat, one of them in the aisle. The meal came, the comedian on the aisle finished his food first, just put his tray on the other comedian's tray, put his tray up Jesus and went to sleep. Christ. That's who was that? It was, you? It was not me. I'm not going to say who it is because it's the kind of you. asshole that would find out and then message us and I don't want to talk to this well, person. Well, he knows because he's fucking probably listening because this is a huge... This ending is bigger than MASH. Um, oh, of course. And we'll be singing the song. Thank you for being in MASH. <laughs> if I Thank were you for to me give in. a war and yeah. invited all the Koreans I knew, Ooh, this you war would didn't see happen. the it's biggest landmine was me. And yep, I, yep. I and the card would read, we don't like the communists. Yeah, the woke do, 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 mob is trying to cancel MASH. Yeah. Uh, he. This is the mean Mark Callis is in the title not the upper, he's in the upper mid card picture because he's wrestling like um, Lex Luger, and this is something I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is something that they do not do enough in professional wrestling, which is now sorry, is that like you took Rusev and you made him Miro, and Miro is a different character than Rusev, but it's so subtle. They didn't just like completely change everything about Rusev's look and be like, "This is a new fucking guy now. Shut the fuck up." And I think that. Wrestling fans are old enough now that they won't be like we were like 10 years ago. Like literally the median age for a wrestling fan is me and John now. Like it's a middle-aged man. So yeah. it's like we're not going to be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Miro like Miro wears all white now and he's he uh fucks a donkey. Sure, let's try it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of like what we were which was um hey, uh I actually know that's Miro. Yeah. I just want to let you know. I can see through the fact that that guy has changed the color of his trunks. Mm, that's not him. That's you're not tricking me. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched enough ECW on sci-fi to know that Mordecai is Kevin Thorne. Try and fuck me again. <laughs> and you will face my wrath. Yeah. Um, also, the Undertaker, so- never seen a guy have more what were they thinking in terms of opponents opponents than this man where they were like i'll tell you who's going to be a real threat to this six foot nine guy the six foot one guy well this is the thing you know that is very important and one of the most very the very important things about the undertaker is that the wwf puts pants on him because he has 
itty bitty legs. You, I don't. You are very good at detecting the flaws in men's physiques. And the Undertaker mm-hmm. is—he is a man who really benefits from having the best gimmick ever. Your, what's your gimmick? Just a, you can't be hurt because you might be dead. I don't fucking know. Like that's basically. Here's my gimmick. Is. I wear big, wide boots. Yeah. Because I, my legs are Gwyneth Paltrow's legs. I, I have britches, and I'm gonna do a lot of weirdly aerial moves because I'm a ghost. <laughs> but the Undertaker, big body and fucking itty bitty, like and and I'm talking about like Rick Rude level, and WWF was disagree, big for that. Disagree. Disagree. Do oh, not Rick Rude besmirch had... the pins of Mr. Rude. You're being rude Look to at Mr. Rick Rude's leg. Uh, name a time when I'm not kind of looking at Rick Rude's legs. <laughs> I'm All just the saying. audio issues before the show were merely distractions, so I could fully. Were see. you licking Rick Le- Rick Rude's legs? I was admiring a photo. I wouldn't say I was. Li- I was licking my lips, of course, but that's because I'm a man with a soul. So the Undertaker gets signed. Hogan claims he did it. I'm sure, he did. Hogan claims. Yeah. Anyway. Either you way, know, I'm sure I there's recently... 6,000 stories from these fucking carnies about how The Undertaker came to WWF, but... The Hulk Hogan lies list, which I woke up to with my herniated disc in my back, and I just lay in bed for two days, feeling more pain than I thought was fathomable. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had YouTube on just in the background for some talking, and I, I awoke to Jim Cornette discussing the Hulk Hogan's lies list, and... Right when he gets that's to the, really uh, funny. The Undertaker, the amount of different wrestlers this guy claims that he like found. Like I gotta tell you, Hulk Hogan should just be honest. Of like, yeah, I'm a scumbag. I'm a man from Florida. I lie. I'll fuck your wife. And I don't like those people. And ever, I guarantee he could be. He could be president. Hulk Hogan. If Hulk Hogan literally was like, I think he Undertaker, did pretty good for himself. That. He could be the new Trump. It could be Biden Bolea, 2024. And I gotta tell <laughs> you, you think he's a Democrat. Who, no, I think that no, I think it's a bullet of oh, by oh, okay. I thought it was like kick Kamala Harris off that fucking oh, ticket. Oh my god, B- that's an unbeatable ticket. Who's your we VP? Need someone older, dude. Yeah, who's your VP? Terry Hulk Hogan. Um, how did Joe Biden win a second term? Well, first of all, he won it all 50 states, all electoral votes. His VP is Hulk Hogan, and his celebration was he just dropped the big boot, he gave a big boot to an effigy of Ron DeSantis, and people positively burned down Chicago. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Everyone I think was like, that we can only celebrate this one way take the city. <laughs> what we should do is fake that we're doing a podcast, like a Conrad Thompson style podcast with someone. But then actually the podcast is just ask us asking Hulk Hogan or Brutus Beefcake genuinely what they think happened in the Gulf War and then doing it <laughs> like the show Blowback. Like that kind of gravitas applied yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Gulf War, but Hulk Hogan going like, oh, I came in there, dude. Ayatollah Khomeini couldn't handle the Hulkster. Neither could Saddam Hussein. They died in 1990, and those were just clones I created, brother. Those were just... Sean Devari, dude, and of course, Muhammad Hassan, brother. Those were the people that acted like they were Osama bin whatever. I guarantee that Brutus the Barber Beefcake will not know where. Why did 9-11 happen, dude? Well, the Stone Cold one job to the Hulkster, brother, and that's what happens when the world is upset. I'm not going to say that it was connected to the fact that they uh, put the title on Booker T, but I am also saying that that's what caused it, dude. That's another new blood Angle I didn't appreciate, brother. Yeah. They were trying to get heat. Yeah. The, you know what, dude? It's been secret for long enough. I came up with the New Blood versus the Millionaires Club, but I had a different way. <laughs> they had slightly yeah. different names. <laughs> it was Al-Qaeda me. Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
The Undertaker debuts Kane, as Kane the Undertaker. Uh, this is um, so this I think it's one of the best and worst things ever because oh. it's a truly a great and like this guy, this character has lasted for thirty years. We can call it now, and it, but it also buoyed Vince McMahon thinking he was a creative genius because this is when. He comes up with like he has a wardrobe department, everything, everything we now know. You can read up all about it. Mick Foley's first book about how they came up with the mankind character. And he comes up with like all these sketches, everything. Everything's perfectly laid out. The Undertaker just has to show up and basically act the character. And he does it very well. And the success of this leads to 1995 being terrible. Does that make sense? Yeah, Where it's like he thinks that everything he fucking does. Yeah, exactly. Basically, Vince McMahon is one of those guys where he's like, if he can do one thing sort of right, he assumes he's the best at it. I own a baseball. I can hit a home run is sort of the metaphor I would draw towards it. And I think exactly right, which was he basically found as much as Mark Calloway is a disgusting pig boy who probably leaves, does open door shits and is probably the world's worst <laughs> stepdad. He is an exceptional pro- professional wrestler. And one thing may have a lot to do with the other. That said, um, that's a very smart point. One thing actually might have a lot to do with the other. One thing might have a lot to do with the other. He is going to take whatever you give him and run to the fucking horizon with it. So he was given this gimmick and his look, how he presented it. Also, Paul Bearer is a huge factor in how good this character looks early on. Because for mm-hmm. kids, it was everything creepy. is amazing. It was creepy as fuck, but it also emulated Saturday morning cartoons at that time. Of you have like the weird can't fight goon and then the silent fucking monster. So it's this thing of like Hulk Hogan really came across like Superman because he's sort of facing an actual comic book supervillain. It's like Krang in the Ninja Turtles. Exactly what's it like? Is uh, we should we should walk through this to the um, the body bag. We should walk through the fact that so scary everything on this is what I was talking about. This was starting to say earlier. Everything on WWF television was really light and bright. Even the bad guys. Yeah. At this point, all of the bad guys are like like, are Ted DiBiase. Yeah, Rick Rude. Tibby literally has a big point. dollar sign on it. Rick Rude is just covered in fluorescence and wants to fuck your mom. And then the Undertaker comes in. He's all in black and gray, and he does a pile driver where it looks like the guy's dead. And then he puts them in a body bag. And I remember thinking as a kid, okay, yeah, this is not real but that guy i'm sure can't breathe yeah which is oh. fucking stu- but like he literally puts him in a fucking body bag there's no way that they weren't like let's make sure there's some holes like i guarantee Vince man is like yeah. morgue go to the morgue well, so like yeah dusty Rhodes morgue, did a little move where he bumped him with his full. belly now the undertaker is suffocating a guy with a rag and, sh- and shooting his parents like, yeah the, the, just the tonal shift like bear in mind and killing them Within two years of The Undertaker, he is a superhero that can withstand chloroform. It's crazy how much bad booking this character also survived. You have to understand, post-Survivor Series, post the heel run when he gets the title with Hogan that leads to Ric Flair winning the title at the Royal Rumble, which this period of time is such a weird moment in booking because this is also when Jake the Snake Roberts like attacks Macho Man with an actual snake. Like It's this weird moment where they're like, are we going to do the Attitude Era now in the early 90s? And then it's like, no, they certainly start doing like territorial stuff that's like more violent. 
Yeah, because clearly it, it, it does suggest a tonal shift. Yeah, I think what it also is is I think that it's we're getting towards the steroid era. I think that they're unsure who's going to actually take over. There's a bunch of sort of factors as to what led it to be this way, but either way. Well, even the Ultimate Warrior angle or with Papa Shango, like the Ultimate Warrior pukes, which is like, I mean, it's silly. All the old, all the so, adults who were watching it at that time are like, that was dumb. But like as a kid, you're like, he's fucking made a puke. I remember a- watching one of the videos. You used to get these weird Coliseum home videos that were one hour to rent from Roger's video. And one of them was just the Macho Man on his porch, I'm pretty sure. Like it looked like he was just in a sunroom in his full wrestling gear. So it looked like they just went to his house and he was fully in his gear. And he just hosted different matches. And one of the things he hosted was the Papa Shango Ultimate Warrior blow off that was really bad, but it showed the ramp up. And like, I remember as a kid being like, when was this? And like, Ultimate Warrior is bleeding from the head. Like, black blood keeps coming out of his head. Oh, ears. yeah. So yeah. Because of the spells. That's right. He's got little spells. And then he went full. That's when. <laughs> The, that's when, when Vince Charles McMahon went Wright full is running fucking... a strip club. He's ever like, you want to see oh, me yeah. the Godfather? Or you want to meet Papa Shango? How do you want to do this? Uh, for sure, he casts a spell and just come comes out of your dick, and that's like that's what, the, that's what this type pussy is going to do to you, bro. I that's got that what, power with myself. You know what I mean? I called the five knuckle shuffle spell. That's actually sick. Is that if he combined them? What John he casts Cena's a spell and then you're having sex with a prostitute now, and you have to tell your wife, and then you get divorced. <laughs> that's yeah. one of the that, that's what it, that's one of the things is he has magical powers and they ruin your life. I just like that this guy. The I fucking Wright, wish I was dead, man. They talk about living. I can't the see gimmick. my kids. Nobody talks the fact that the Godfather retired from wrestling to go into sex work. Not only fans, buddy. Old school. That's right. Nineties style. Vegas strip. I'm. Che- I'm sorry. I'm checking my mobile hotspot, making sure it's still good. Because I understand. Just tips. Uh, the Undertaker also would carry the jobbers to the back in the body bag, which I forgot. Which is like. Oh, now it's like, oh my god, is he going to bury them alive? But then if I saw that now, I'd be like, he's going to fuck that body. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, he's eating that body. Paul Bearer, he's getting protein from somewhere. They also would occasionally just bring stretchers to the ring and then forget them, which led to Sid Vicious using the stretcher on other opponents. Other times, yeah. um, they they just did a lot of really interesting things. They slowly introduced the idea of the casket match. They change him so they. Just to quickly that think. is something that people don't. Sorry to cut you off, but that is something that isn't talked about enough. Talk is about it, Dylan. how you beat jobbers and like the oh, jobber gimmick that you had, where it's what like a point. Like there's a really good, and I it's I think it is wasted because it's on Lance Archer and AEW, but his his jobber thing, and it's the first jobber gimmick thing that I'd seen in years. Because like most people's thing is now, oh, we just fight jobbers and that's our thing, but like literally on dark and Lance Archer would come out and his song would play. And then a jobber runs out terrified because the whole idea is he started trying to fight this guy as soon as they got in the arena. And then the jobber runs in the ring, gets like one move on him, choke slam done. And every match is literally five seconds. Cause they ring the bell as the jobber punches him in the face. And then it's just fucking, and that's a really good one. And the stretcher for sure. Sid vicious. Body bag with the Undertaker's number one, but I can't think of anything else. Maybe the Austin thing where it's like, okay, I'm DQ'd. This isn't even a match now. But I can't think of anything else that even comes close to the body. The body bag I carrying can give you two it, other things, which is King Kong Bundy demanding a five yeah. pin, uh, five count. Yes, something I always liked, and also but the subtlety of how. Yeah, go for it. Just to, to finish your thought, and then I'm gonna let you finish. Steve Austin and a few other people also lifting the shoulder, like lifting the their opponent's shoulders to keep beating them up. Is a yes, great the push motive. up next to them. Yeah. 
what I will say, and it's the reason why it does work with Lance Archer and it does pinky work pin. with the body, the pinky pin, the um, Undertaker with the body bag, is you can say that to someone who kind of likes wrestling and they'll go, I'll watch that. For example, the Lance Archer thing, that got me to watch Dark. Or it, basically, when I started watching AEW again, I went, I will watch Dark because I want to yeah. see Lance Archer do that. Because it's fun. It's fun. And jobber matches, I feel like, are left in the past for no reason because it's like everything is agree. digestible as like 15, 30 second clips now. So like, what are jobber matches except for here's all his moves. Now, now you understand. You watched like six jobber matches of this dude. Now you understand when you're watching a match what the danger moves are when he faces another wrestler. I completely agree. It also, I think for me, gives it the appearance of a league. It also gives you an appearance of seeing someone's upward trajectory. So the nice thing about the undertaker, and I think why the undertaker appealed is the, un the undertaker was the tentpole franchise player for the most committed fans wrestling has ever had the children that watched the WWE as Hulk Hogan was fading into the sunset and heading to the WCW have always known the undertaker to be on television and always yeah. known the undertaker is going to be a, a part of the WWF. Like it's kind of weird to think about this, but the undertaker, like he was, you never thought the undertaker was going to show up in WCW. I, I, I never thought he was going to show up in WCW. Everyone else, you kind of was like, maybe him and Austin were the only ones like, no way. Yeah. And the, the gray and black undertaker is definitely booked the strongest, even within the undertaker being booked very strong kind of like you're moving into the mid 90s and he starts having to sell because you have to get more characters over but when it's just him banging on characters that are already over and kind of proving like this guy is but the way that even he sells is pretty amazing like bear in mind this is a guy who he sells like hulk robocop hogan. he beats hulk hogan guys mm -hmm. he beats hulk hogan a year into being in the company yeah it's a schmoz yeah it ends in the title being stripped but motherfucker bad like no one else he doesn't lose hulk he doesn't, he doesn't have to lose. get it back like that doesn't happen. They didn't do that with Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant lost. Yeah, after like eight years. But I, I see what you're saying, man. Um, and the other and thing about the Undertaker that is just keeping on how strongly he's booked. Every other wrestler, they have a custom pin. They do that custom pin only against jobbers. Undertaker did the cross the heart, head back thing against everybody. So it's like oh. it's not like he. You know what I mean? Like Randy Orton. Yeah. When Randy Orton's calling for the RKO, you in your head you're like, all right. He's not hitting it. Or if like Shawn Michaels calling for the super kick, all right, he's not going to get sweet chin music. But the Undertaker can call for the tombstone, hit it, take a second, put the arms on the thing, do the head up, and you're like, all right, it's over. Not until like they did they break that convention until the 2010s. It's like What's 20 years so of him getting that. So amazing pin. too is that because that convention's so ingrained, when Kane did the cross arms out, it looked crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, and it's it's such a there's so much subtlety about Kane that is like directly an offshoot of the Undertaker and works because the Undertaker character left it there like of course if you're going to make a badass guy you're going to have him do like have him have fucking fire all over the place but the Undertaker doesn't it's just like mist which is I don't know, the, there's a lot about the Undertaker the dead man Undertaker that's amazing and oh, yeah. a lot of that is not as good like the American badass is that's why it makes the American badass so bad is that like you're just like, okay, we threw away one of the like perfect examples of a pro wrestling character and how it can work. And then just were like, yeah, now he's um divorced and now he wants dad. to fucking show off his new bike. Yeah. Hey, your dad's tired and he wants to talk to you about it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm 50 and uh, anyway, 
Yeah, I can't get hard anymore, but look at this bike. Yeah, I can't get hard, but I still hate your wife or my wife. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm dating anyway. a girl who's 22, and no, we don't have sex because I am exhausted. So, Greg Love's Undertaker runs through Jimmy Snuka, WrestleMania 7. Runs through Jake the Snake, WrestleMania 8. Greg Love's, uh, also Jake the Snake, he turns face. And a great face turn of Jake the Snake wants to attack someone. And then Undertaker gets his like, hand caught in the casket. And then Jake the Snake goes after Paul yeah, Bear. Great. You don't fuck with Paul Bear. Takes him. Fuck it. Do, 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 do. Um, and then, which is a good example of don't use the don't just use the wrestler as a heater or like sorry don't use the manager as just a heater. Oh, you're gonna get the shit kicked out of it. Like also using the manager as you know as a um point of what do you call that as a point of John complete the sentence. It's a point of vulnerability. The thing there with Paul Bearer is Paul Bearer completely fit the character, but it also completely made sense that Paul Bearer was a weak little bitch, which is why the evolution of Paul Bearer and Undertaker is, again, perfect. The thing that never is ever talked about with Undertaker is there's so many outside factors that absolutely excelled his career that never get acknowledged. For example, the brilliance of having Percy Territory nerd Pringle as his fucking manager is worth his weight in fucking gold because you also have this incredible the thing that the undertaker also is he looks really old but he's like 25 <laughs> yeah he's 28 during the 1993 like i guess i guess you would say his prime before he gets fat no. the Ameri- when he's the american badass he gets fat yeah these prime i'm sorry his prime is gray gloves to purple gloves to ministry of Dar- like ministry of darkness is end of prime and then yeah, his prime is probably but in terms of it's just before of, wrestling gets good again no it's he's really good in the early parts of the attitude era because the early parts of the attitude era you forget that's the mick foley hell in the cell that's the whole austin thing that's the beginning of the brothers of destruction thing that's like that's undertaker i'm a i'm a hot topic manager like i'm in i'm in typo negative kind of undertaker <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah the fucking the goatee Oh yeah, the goatee. He is a guy who will do a no stash goatee still, and oh. that I that I have to applaud. I gotta tell you, if you can pull, if you can have, because you need to be able to do the goat. You know what I mean? You got to do the full mm. Phil Anselmo. Don't ask me about my politics. You still want to enjoy my music, kind of beard. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we should say um, he feuded in '93 with uh, Giant Gonzalez, and that is the WrestleMania Whoa. win that nobody talks about. Disagree. Because I talk about it all the time because well, you do. Yeah, it was a count out, and he has the best part, which is he comes back from being chloroformed. It's the only time I've ever seen them use chloroform outside of that Ring of Honor angle they all talk about with Jim Cornette that they're all very upset about. Who was? What happened there? Jim Cornette brought a. I did a chloroform angle in Ring of Honor, and like some Ring of Honor fans still are like, because I just remember when Jim Cornette. Like his podcast first started, a shitload of Ring of Honor fans was like, "This guy doesn't know shit about wrestling." He tried to do a chloroform angle with the Briscoes, and I was just like, "Stop, stop trying to take this seriously, you fucks." <laughs> yeah, but it's it's interesting when it's kind of like, and you use a lot of parental analogies, but Jim Cornette in Ring of Honor really is like your dad joins the Pixies or whatever That's cool exactly band correct. you want to yeah, talk exactly, about. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this thing was cool. Well, you know what? Now yeah, it would be not. like if my dad, Stephen Hastings, joined the Pixies. No, we're going to keep it at the same tempo. We're not slowing it down mm. and then speeding it up. That doesn't make any sense. Your name's not I Francis. I have to take a call. Do the concert yourself. Yeah, your name is not Frank. Your name is Christopher or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Frank's too fancy a name. Yeah, 
also I, down to Dave. I guarantee he's like, and a lady bass player. What is this? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. What's the one? What's song three on the album going to be? Your period. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, come on. I. Uh, what are we going to get attacked by a bear on stage? Get out of here. <laughs> uh oh yeah. And he's in some very chef's kiss angles oh, um, yeah. from your childhood of two undertakers, of course. Oh, but can um, we first talk about losing to Yokozuna and the cat? Okay, first there's the Kamala casket match, which is so crazy because they use giant nails to lock in the casket. And the mm-hmm. whole premise is this bad guy is afraid of confined spaces. And so we're going to put him in there. <laughs> oh, and that that is the grand tradition of this guy's afraid of the casket. And then they are like, how are we going to get a casket for this fucking fat guy? That was another big thing. Well, that's the thing. It was the double enforced casket for Yokozuna because oh, he was yeah? so fat. Chunky, chunky, fat boy. <laughs> that was another. Yum, yum. You love food too much. I'm yeah. going to kill you underground. That was a lot of the promos. Yeah. The, one of the promos was there's not going to be any fucking dinner underground, Yoko Boko. And he was like, why? Why'd you call me Yoko Boko? Why are you? Speaking oh, that was one of the fun. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the fun things was like the good guy wanted to bury a guy alive. Yeah. And there's nothing. That's that's a hero right there. You know what I like to do to my enemies? Have them slowly suffocate outdoors. Mm. Yeah. It's really fucking sick. I have a question. If you're in a casket, are you inside or outside if you're in the ground? Ooh, I think you're inside. I think you are That's a really good question. Yeah, I think you're inside. But that's like, it's like if you're wearing a towel, are you naked? No. You are. You know what I mean? You're much Uh, closer to naked than if you're wearing clothes. In the same way. No, you're wearing a towel. I think nudity is just, that's interesting too. It's like, if you're, what if you had full clothes, but my dick's out? Am I, you're not naked? But if someone's just just covering your dick, I think it's anything that covers your genitals and your torso. And so, we got a hard dick, and I put my hat on it, and I'm wearing clothes. Because if that's true, I'm ordering lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think you better get some lunch then, buddy. Because I think you're naked. I'm wearing a shirt, I'm wearing shoes. I got a hard dick, and I put a hat over top of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be served in the Arby's. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the I guarantee salad. If you walk into a Wendy's or an Arby's like that, they're like, not again. <laughs> uh okay so many details that uh become associated with the oh yeah 94 basically he fucking that's when you get purple gloves undertaker okay well first what you get is undertaker sits out wrestlemania 10 because it takes 11 heels to put him in a fucking box and then on the screen his ghost goes up to heaven or hell oh yeah and as a kid i gotta tell you he comes back with fucking sick ass sleeve tattoos certainly does and fucking sweet purple gloves the that Royal Rumble is number two after Ric Flair's Royal Rumble. Ninety-three Royal Rumble as a pay-per-view is so wild. You get I kicked your leg out of your leg. You get Undertaker mm-hmm. going to heaven. You get Brett and Lex Luger actually landing at the same time miraculously, which is crazy. It is crazy that it's been agreed that this that was the plan all along, and it was just they were just going to fake it. And Brett's just a, a a magic man, like he's just he can bend time because he's cheated on his wife so much. Yeah, you know, yeah, he he possesses the singularity. It's there's an episode of Quantum Leap where one of the many affairs that he had helps him get there on time. Yeah, that's correct. If he had, if both, if their feet hadn't touched the ground at the same time, nine eleven would have happened over a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, the uh, then you get Ted DiBiase. People forget this: the Million Dollar Corporation and uh, uh, the that is the ultimate. Like we're fucking Ted DiBiase leaves for WCW, and it's honestly one of the best things that could possibly happen because yeah, the Million because- Dollar Corporation is a classic. Like. 
holy fuck, we really don't have many ideas here. Uh, heel. Did teams. you always find that the Million Dollar Corporation was like, let's do the Four Horsemen, but the charismatic one was JJ? And you're like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it really is Ted DiBiase and then just nobody who's a main eventer. Yeah. Like the most charismatic person is comma is Godfather in the comma times, which is so, which is like, he's like, he's a, he does jujitsu or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> oh yeah. He's from street fighter. That's pretty much his character. Yeah. Like he's fucking from street. Oh yeah. And then he melted the urn down to a sick chain, which is pretty dope. That was pretty fucking cool. And then he comes back with a big fucking giant urn. And then it's like, it is like, there's, there's gotta be, more like the WWF was kind of left behind because you have like these super athletic main eventers and then like oh who who's your mid carters then probably really athletic nope no just a bunch of pretty much just a bunch of oatmeal and pants have that's you ever what we seen, got going on you ever seen a guy in a winter coat and you've thought that guy wears a shirt to the beach all of those guys yeah like B- King Kong Bundy which I obviously he's back Kama who's Kama's a great character but and comma is also like Kama one of a great character after comma. Like it was that thing of they figured out, well, this is a really charismatic guy. The attitude era was sort of like, oh, this is a charismatic guy. Charismatic guys can also be big. They don't just have to have to be brutes. And what's interesting is King Kong. I thought comma looked fucking cool. But the other thing is clearly comma like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking uh, pit fighter guy from Street Fighter. OK, he must be able to do some cool wrestling. Not even a bit. No. no, he can't. He cannot even a touch of cool wrestling. Can he like throw a punch? I mean, he can. It doesn't look good, but he can do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a street fight. Okay. And most of the moves in street fights are chin locks and uh, axe handles to the middle of the back. Yeah. You know how you've seen UFC when they just axe handle each other in the back and rest a lot and literally bring pillows because nap time. You know, in a lot of street fights, how they just fully, fully rest for 10 minutes in the corner while the other opponent just looks confused <laughs> you know they just go they just agree that they're gonna both i don't know look through their mail halfway through yeah. anyway then you get one of the calling cards of it's a okay, downtime well, then, in but, professional but, wrestling which is we the undertaker in the title uh title picture we have not covered undertaker versus undertaker which is we touched on it which is Ted DiBiase goes, I now control the Undertaker. I brought him into this company. Really good reference of like how long this the Undertaker is. This is the 6'2 Undertaker, yeah. And, and then they bring in Brian Lee as the Undertaker from Stampede Wrestling. Brian Lee, only person apparently, um, the Sinister Minister was going to have sex with a lady who likes sleeping with wrestlers. And then he didn't because she had a tattoo above her vagina that said prime time. Yeah, which is his character went from like, I'm fucking a biker who chokeslams the fuck out of people to like, I'm the Undertaker too now. Yeah, um, yeah, and he's also wearing lifts. That's that's one of the big. Yeah, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> Mabel breaks his fucking face during this time, oh, and you get the yeah. Phantom of the Undertaker. Yes, Mabel breaks his face. Is Mabel also um, herniated a disc in Kevin Nish's back? I know how that feels. I currently feel like I'm shitting out of my spine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we get the uh, Phantom of the Opera, uh, Undertaker, and then we get the biggest sign that WCW is winning. Let's put the belt on Undertaker. He's not going anyway, anywhere because I know how to negotiate, which is, Mark, you'll be signed. And also, I will send a letter to your dad that says you're tougher than him. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, oh yeah, The Undertaker goes against Justin Hawk Bradshaw. I think Justin Hawk Bradshaw was the best JBL character ever. I couldn't dis- I, I can't disagree with you. It's my favorite thing ever. It's so awkward to say his nickname, Justin, and then the absolutely brutal H Hawk Bradshaw. Oh yeah, and like, and that was with he was like, oh, what's a fucking Uncle Zeke? He was with Uncle Zebekiah. He was with Dutch Mantel. Because yeah, yeah, Zeb- Zeb- This is the craziest thing that the WWE occasionally is just like, we're connecting these dots. And it's like, why are you connecting these dots? You haven't ever told me who raised the briefcase at the King of the Ring 99, but you're going to let me know that Uncle Zebekiah and Zeb Coulter are the same guy. What are you fucking doing, bro? I do like that. Yeah. No one, no one knows who GTV was, but now we're gonna we're gonna have this as canon like you know who's you know who gtv was supposed to be um dog dog the bounty hunter gold dust and tom green and tom green apparently tom green was gonna play a role in it somehow which right there i'm like sure i mean that's the most 1999 things you could have yeah because bear in mind this is the time pre-xfl vince mcmahon was the fucking man like he was like yeah Hollywood were like, we got to get this guy. He knows how to appeal to the kids. And then they were just like, oh, he just figured out that teen boys like black shirts and women being attacked. <laughs> yeah. Show your tits. If you don't, kick them. Yep. <laughs> what? How does this guy? Yeah. He figured okay. it all out. Is it the shoes they're using to kick the women? I think that uh, after the mankind angle. Okay. So um, this is the thing. That is when The Undertaker switches from. Like it's good. I don't know, man. I, I think Purple Gloves think Undertaker is I pretty much his peak. Purple Gloves Undertaker is excellent, but the man, the mankind entry after WrestleMania 12 and that feud throughout between WrestleMania 12 and WrestleMania 13 is the fucking best. This is a career-making feud. This makes Mick Foley's career, and I honestly think this excel. This ascends the Undertaker. The Undertaker getting the belt at WrestleMania 13 was going to happen no matter what because of outside circumstances. But the Undertaker that gets the belt at WrestleMania for 13 versus the Undertaker that doesn't have the feud with mankind that gets the belt WrestleMania 13 vastly different um, characters. There's vulnerability added to the Undertaker. He loses Paul Bearer. Those matches are crazy, and it's not like Mankind is bigger. It's more just sort of like this guy's a crazy fuck. And they also did the thing that they so rarely do in the WWF, which is this guy would definitely feud with this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Mankind is pretty much one of those characters who's brought in specifically just to feud with the Undertaker, and it works. That's Host- the thing. Post Hogan, the Undertaker is the guy that they just have a heel machine for, and it works. And that's the other thing is like the that's heel it. machine. Okay, but who does it work? It doesn't always work. It doesn't didn't work. No, I mean it works in generating interest for an Undertaker match. The characters are all blended like immediately, like Kamala, Bundy, obviously Undertaker, Junior, um, Giant Gonzalez. Like all these guys are. Yeah. Nothing. You're, it's a great point. And then from mankind, it's like, oh shit! Like it's also there's a vulnerability. It's like, oh, someone. It, it's gonna take something nuts, but someone's gonna fucking get this guy. Yeah, mankind's kind of like what Macho Man was to Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, yeah, where it's like this guy's smaller, but look how fucking nuts he is. And he came in with like he was one of the first guys, or at least I mean, I was getting, I was in grade six at this point, so it's like. I knew mankind was Cactus Jack, and I was just okay with it. Where I'm like, this guy's fucking nuts. But that made it better because I went, holy shit! Like you knew because the thing is, all you just heard was like, oh, 
Cactus Jack does wrestling in Japan where they'll fucking kill you. And you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. You knew that he would like get stabbed. And this is the towards the end of the after mags where it's like there's nothing stronger than you can watch a YouTube, you can watch full matches of people now, which is kind of like, oh, I know exactly what this guy's going to do when he enters the but there's nothing as powerful as just like literally all you just saw were bloody pictures of this guy. You're like, is this guy gonna fucking stab the fucking Undertaker? I, I fucking hope so. But the Undertaker faces mankind and then do you want to take a break now and then we can do um i do want to take a five minute break so i can stretch because um the right you're talking shit but your zoom is held up we're doing this one over zoom i can't believe my zoom is held up yeah no it's just the i think that's when it's just two people then it then you don't get the 40 minute limit right i think so they're just the right side of my body is currently in crippling pain okay so we'll take five minutes and then we'll be right back with more about the undies taker Welcome to the Bret Hart Pickup Artist Podcast. I'm actually able to interview myself because um, I've cheated on so many different women. I have attained perfect understanding of all multiverses. Uh, where we will learn what the singularity will be like, and then, of course, fuck the scientist that helped make it happen. Yeah, also, there's two of me because I met myself in the multiverse while I was cheating on my wife with me, and time would have collapsed in on itself if I we hadn't, like, sucked each other off in time. It's pretty good to know that you're the best there was, the best there is, and the best there ever will be, and have that confirmed by fucking yourself a bunch of times. And then, have you ever jizzed inside your own asshole and realized that everything is nothing? Because I fucking have, man. I say you can't. Welcome back to Bird 2. Let's eat piss. Um, <laughs> let's freeze it. Let's fuck it. Let's cook Undertaker it. is the world champion. This is the um, weird thing where his main opponent uh, is Mankind. Um, mankind sets him on fire. And then as retaliation, the Undertaker sets Paul Bearer on fire. Um, and then Paul Bearer is burnt and was like, I'm going to fucking reveal your secret, you little bitch. Um, this is very crazy because it's like the wwf is at an impasse i never really thought about this until like what if they didn't have ecw to go off of what if they were like okay oh, the undertaker's yeah. our guy let's fucking the his challenger is the concept of hate yeah and guess what he's on hate side <laughs> love has no <laughs> and, place here. um and they shake hands and they fucking easily beat martin luther king senior in a handicap oh he's still around sure I like that. Um, yeah, this builds to the greatest angle of the Undertaker's career. Undertaker versus Kane. Holy fucking shit. When does the... Oh, yeah, because the fucking Mankind Undertaker match is like after this. Oh, yeah, this is this is the ultimate... This is an Undertaker opponent done so well that they, that opponent sticks around for 20 years, and it's also the Undertaker that they can job out. Like yeah, it's, it's like they literally, he's literally the, the jobber. We need to make an undertaker. That's exactly right. We need to make an undertaker that can be in a lot of tag teams. Which is so crazy because it's like, why wouldn't they only in pro wrestling? Would you not pivot off of the undertaker character and give all of that juice to Kane? Yeah, you don't. They just go. They, there's enough. The fruit is so juicy. Two men. Like he's so much. Enjoy the tomato. Kane, the original Kane, when it's like his whole body's burnt, he only has the one arm. He has no dick. He has no dick. But like 
before they get into all that shit, the voice where they have box, to like, I will yeah, voice box set came. myself on fire. Gay is a choice. That yeah, one exactly. I don't see color, but I do see race. Um. <laughs> uh, that's just how you shouldn't speak. It's a bunch of uh, bleep. Yeah. Anyway. When but, January 6th comes and you'll learn what that is. <laughs> but Kane is clearly cooler than The Undertaker. The Undertaker like has started to get fat. Uh disagree. But Kane's the 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 cape that Kane decides to wear at first is a real mistake. But it basically how, how I don't remember the cape at all. It's only how Survivor often? Survivor Series 1997, and that's what I remember from that Survivor series. <laughs> I don't remember that cape at all. I just remember Kane coming in. It's fucking at first great. he doesn't even the do the fucking choke slam. he does the Sid Justice choke slam where the jobber jumps so it looks like he's fucking killing these guys. The job squad shit where he just triple choke slammed everybody. He's in red. He uses fire. It's they change sick. the lights when he walks out to the ring. They uh, he doesn't do matches. He just beats the yep. shit out of people, saying yep. that you're going to do this. They create situations where they'll put Sonny in the ring, being a referee for the minis matches, and then have Kane come out and beat the shit out of some little people. Um, this is also, by the way, for background, one of the first big fallouts between Jim Cornette and Vince Russo happens over this angle because Vince Russo wanted Kane to beat the Undertaker on Raw in a match the next day. <laughs> yeah that makes sense but yeah, they yeah. but it ends up being like the strongest the undertaker's ever booked because it's like kane murders everybody for a long time and then the undertaker's angle is oh i could totally fucking smash this dude super easy but do no, i want to no it's even better than that i won't hit my brother and then mm -hmm. he's driven to hit his brother because his brother joins DX, even though he doesn't have a dick. So he can't do the second motion and costs him the belt <laughs> against Shawn Michaels. And none of that is embellished. That is exactly what happens. I love wrestling in 1997. And this leads to a match at WrestleMania 14, which the Undertaker barely wins. This is the thing is it's a 50 50 booked match, which the Undertaker like even that Shawn Michaels match, one person is the aggressor, one person is the defender. Mm -hmm. The whole match, woo. Only in that match is the Undertaker coming from behind and kind of squeaks out a victory. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. WrestleMania 14 does well, not get Because it takes how many tombstones? 450,000. <laughs> the Undertaker tombstones, one for every lie that they made about the Vax. That's 10 tombstones. 10, 10 tombstones. Yeah. But yeah, so the vaccine is a lie. That's the first thing. Second Can thing is, this is the first a, multiple tombstones. A quick obs, by the way. Canada, in terms of people that don't believe in the vaccine, most easily to spot of every country I've been to in 2021 and 2022. Canada, it's always a guy where I'm like, I think that guy's on coke. And then he walks up to you and the first thing he says is, you better not have that fucking vaccine in you. And you're like, I fucking knew it. Who's, whose winter coat is this open? We're like one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, but probably. That's you are. Just, but that's why. And then you, you can spot, yeah. And then yeah you, like, you can spot them. Anyone, with a yo anyone holding a yoga mat. It's so the Wuda Q. Oh my God. I love it. I mean, that's like, dude, if you, I, have, I, I said this on stage yesterday, but if you killed everyone that did yoga, then you'd have the vaccine rate would be 95%. hundred <laughs> percent. I have two ex-girlfriends that I have not checked the, so, the keep their social media private. And I'm very upset because I popped in to see what their takes were on the whole situation. And I 
I can't find out, but I I have a suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the suspicion is they still want the old dong. Anyway, um, no, they don't believe in the vaccine. And I was gonna laugh. Oh no, yeah, okay, you just took that seriously, which makes it oh a loserier. So then oh. he easily destroys Kane and um, sets up. Oh for the, yeah, sets up he for the feuds with Vader. Match? There's that feud with Vader where Vader is just like, which one? Oh no, that's the that's the Kane angle. Yeah, I'm but a fat a, piece of shit. Yeah, that and that's that's born out of this because Vader attacks Kane after the Inferno match that le- then leads to the Kane Vader match at Over the Edge 1998. Can't believe I remember this pay per view. Um, uh, which leads to the, I'm just a fat piece of shit. Cause they're doing a mask versus mask match, which makes no sense. Cause Vader's mask came yeah. off at every match. He takes it all. He takes the mask off all the time. Doesn't make any sense. It just clearly shows Vince never watched Vader anywhere else. And this is when the undertaker is becoming kind of the tweener. Is he like, he doesn't like Steve Austin, but he's still a fan favorite and he's a big brute and he starts wearing tunics and looks they, real they cool. keep trying to make the undertaker modern when you're going into this real wrestling and it's like you really were he was really the best part of because i will i will posit this the undertaker's still in the top mix because obviously he's vince is one of grim vince's greatest things is he gets the undertaker to basically buy into being a team player and just an employee and all this shit but he never really gets his groove back Stella wise until he's um, faces Kane at, I forget what WrestleMania and comes back as the full dead man. WrestleMania 20. So let's take, let's take this through. It's very exciting. Dylan, are you hard? I'm hard. Mm. Mm. Cause okay. So, cause here's the thing is after Inferno match, that's night. Then we have him and Austin are slowly building towards that SummerSlam. He loses to Austin at that SummerSlam, but that SummerSlam is very like it's fun of like whose side is the Undertaker on? Oh, the Undertaker does want Austin's belt. It's a very fun build, and it's the best version they could kind of do of Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan in the Attitude Era. Then it turns out Kane and the Undertaker are working together. This is the first run of the Brothers of Destruction. It takes both of them to defeat Steve Austin, which is really great in that they it sets up that they hate each other and also Austin's a badass. We go into it's a deadly game. They are they get the buy, the classic Hogan Andre buy in the tournament. Uh, so they're immediately in the second round. This, of course, ends with the Rock becoming the champion. They spin off Kane, so he's kind of his own man. And the Undertaker starts moving towards the Ministry of Darkness angle, which takes him from I'm the lead singer of Typo Negative to I only drink Typo Negative blood, baby. And the Ministry of Darkness is, I'm going to say it, lame. Is it good? Because it's like. It is kind of good. It did bring us naked Midian, which is awesome. You're doing stables, which is like what they're doing, obviously, in WCW, but you found a different way to do it where it's like, oh, yeah, you know how the NWO is a bunch of bikers? Well, these guys are pretty sure have group sex. Yeah. You see these guys? They've totally pissed on a passed out girl. Mm-hmm. That's right. Who, who do you want to party with? This these guy. guys are the type of polyamorous where the girl's not allowed to sleep with anyone but other hot chicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are the kind of polyamorous guys that really ends with long Facebook paragraphs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right wing hippies. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Speak of woo to Q. Oh, yeah, baby. But anyway, um, yeah, they, I mean, the Ministry of Darkness, the Undertaker's, they're clearly what a dad don't... voice that was. <clears throat> the Undertaker doesn't have enough, like, 
sorry, they don't have enough new heels, really? It's so interesting, like, the difference two or three years makes in this time That's period so in wrestling. Funny. Yeah, because the, uh, the Attitude Era's main heel is just Vince and his pals. And, and then, was, like we talked about in the McMahon year of McMahon, it's like, what's the difference between 2006 and 2014, really? It's like, okay, well, we have all the same fucking heels. It's just now Sheamus is wearing a smaller hat. Do you know what I mean? Like, versus 96, you get Undertaker in tail end of the purple gloves, and then by 98, he's stealing the boss's daughter to kill her in effigy for... Correct. And this is the symbol. It wasn't the cross. It's a symbol. Yeah, it was not a symbol. It was very important. And in no way were they just ripping off the time that they crucified Sandman on ECW TV. No. Which was way scarier because it was like, it's so much cleaner in the WWE. Like, it's so much cleaner and so much like more thought out versus the ECW is like, yeah, like, like let's get some real fucking rope. Maybe some random rope I found in the garbage. And Can I just say this about Paul Heyman, that's a guy who never thinks about the consequences. All right, I got Kurt Angle coming. He is an Olympic gold medalist. What's happening in the third quarter of our show? Um, We're going to crucify an alcoholic. I don't see how any of this is going to be a problem. All right, let's start the show. Do you ever apply for a clean gig with something that you're like, well, there's no swearing in it. And then you realize it's like, oh, this whole joke is about a guy killing himself. I've definitely done that. And I feel like that's what Paul Heyman did. Um. I for sure, I can tell you. Yeah, we're going to crucify a guy, but we're not going to have any blood. I once applied to a festival and I didn't realize that I didn't clip the, I had like a clean bit and then there's a heckler right after the clean bit and I responded by saying, I'm going to gape your asshole and spit on your soul. (laughs) (laughs) And then you cut out the clean bit. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Do you just do that with no context? Yeah, I just sent that. Not even the provocation, just just my fucking application. Let me into Gilda Fest. I want to be part. I want to be a part of the Women in Comedy Festival. Oh my god, I still think I think about this every time I go into an open mic. Which was there was a period of time where Dylan and I were real looky lose on a certain Facebook group that covered a certain city's stand up scene while we were living in England, and there was a post where someone was like, "I'll tell you why." I go to all women shows because I want to see what other people are doing stand up wise. In no way am I trying to intimate that I'm better than them at stand up. And I was like, what? Do you remember that post? We'll talk about it. I don't. It. I was the best. <laughs> I remember nothing. That, that, that doesn't really make any sense to me. But anyway, um, did you know this? I do. Did you know that The Undertaker was in the corporate ministry too, which was like, let's fucking, why not? Yeah. Sure. Well, so because it, it turns out that Shane was with them all along, helping the Undertaker. This is this is where it's like this is where it gets so weird. Okay, so ninety nine and ninety eight are like the reason they have a what do you call that? A guy doing just to see cohesion, just to see if everything's cohesive storyline wise, is pretty much because they're like. And then Kane and the Undertaker are friends, but also they're not. And Kane burnt his dick off. Psych, he has two dicks now. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like, okay, so how do I explain how we're going to do this? The Kane and Undertaker are friends, but because Paul Bear is involved and Paul Bear fucked the Undertaker's mom to make Kane, they are on the side of Vince McMahon, who's friends with Triple H. So Triple H is there, but Triple That's H. That's another thing. Who's who's the Undertaker's fucking dad, Paul Bear? And then it's like, then it gets good. Like, it oh, gets yeah. No, it's good. Uh, first of all, you piece of shit. Kane and 
is Paul Bearer's son. The Undertaker's mom is just a whore, which I believe Paul Bearer did <laughs> Oh, yeah. Monday Night Raw. He was a whore. I think it was your mommy was a whore. And I got to say this right now. You want to know AEW's ratings are floundering? Let me tell you how you save it, big boys. You get a high-voiced man and you get him to say whore in the middle of the ring. Britt Baker coming up next. Whore! Those ratings. Oh, okay. We should mention this. Um, We get The Undertaker. So here's the Ministry of Darkness. It's actually a pretty solid stable. Um, The Undertaker, Bradshaw and Farouk, The Brood. Midian and Viscera. That's not bad. It's not bad. That's like an, everyone. It, no, there are no work. I guess Edge and Christian are the Edge only guys who would ever the, bump for anyone. But. Are the workers and Gangrel? Gangrel, he's, he's got a weird reputation. That guy's weirdly a good wrestler. And I'm going to say this: best version of the DDT I've ever seen. Really? I love it. That's one of the best. Fin- I don't understand how that finishing move has not been stolen. It's just a DDT, but you basically make the person look like they're getting the diamond cutter. Just kick your legs out for the DDT as opposed to fall flat. Holy shit, does that thing look vicious. Um, Ministry of Darkness is the most Jim Ross stable I've ever seen in my life. Let me take you through that point. Here's this point. It is a very like, it is a very like, um, everything is old as new again because it's very much like, uh, how about Kevin Sullivan, but it's The Undertaker 2, back to sleep. That's exactly exactly where I was going, which is it's the Kevin Sullivan angle. It's I was he was talking to Kevin Sullivan while walking by a hot topic, and he went, "By God, there we go." Like, it's, well, also, when does Columbine happen? Because you remember these right. are like this I is first fucking started masturbating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because you exact. Do you know the? I think I know the exact date of Columbine, and this sure. is not good for my reputation. Uh, is I believe it's April twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, because my grandmother was smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, and she's four twenty. La 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 la. Like, Yo, this is fucking heavy, bro. Yo, it's actually sick that this happened. So the corporate ministry was nine days after Columbine. I oh, we, oh, we just filmed that vignette in Colorado, and now we're going to do this stable. I guarantee. Austin was late on the run, and that's why Columbine. God, let me tell you. Oh, can, uh, by the way, who remembers Howard Stern's reaction to Columbine? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I mean, no one does. John, tell me. I'll tell you why those guys shut up the school. No one had sex with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd, had, if you'd had sex with them, <coughs> you would have lived. That was a lot of that. That was very 1999 thing. What happened? Well, someone should have sucked that guy off. Yeah. Um, that man was angry because all of the cum in his body was getting old. Your fault. Okay. What happened? Women well, who are otherwise known as cum care, dick yeah. caretakers should have sucked that guy off. Um, what happened in Littleton, Colorado? In a macro sense, a woman let us down again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The fucking uh, what was it? So this was also the fucking higher power where it's like the urn, everything yes. was the higher power. And then and it was who's, the, who's the higher and power that was the first to be? time Christopher Daniels in the greatest lie that Bruce Pritchard has ever told That's in ridiculous. no way. Is that true? Shut the fuck up, Bruce. Oh, it's supposed to be Christopher Daniels. That's interesting. Um, was Brother Love supposed to be the world champion? You fucking dick. The one thing I will say that I've heard and would have made the most sense was with the gift of sobriety. Go ahead. Jake the Snake Roberts would have been a great because it would just made sense that it was Jake the Snake Roberts. He's the higher power the whole time. Holy shit. That would have been right. Because f- I was like, who brought him in? It was Bruce Pritchard and DBS and fucking Jake. So, oh my God. So, because 
Who what's weird is about the Howie Power when they go, oh, such bullshit that it was Vince, but it's also that thing of like, well, who else was it gonna be? Yeah, and then Jake coming back like after, oh please, for the love of God, I'm an alcoholic character. And that was a, years with later. A snake this is, vest on. You're you're not bringing that the, no that <laughs> that character. I was an alcoholic, and now I'm a Christian. That's 97. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that by 99, he's jacking off a snake with Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Like you're not bringing Jake in. Like, oh, that's what I mean, though. That's what I mean. Like, same, oh. With sobriety. Anyway, they could have done Jake, but it's like you, you put yourself in this corner where it's like. This was also the definitive, like, um, wrestling is not going to make sense, and I don't think anyone's going to give a shit, and they were right. I didn't give a shit. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really fun. I fucking hated it. I remember being, but I was like, nerd, nerd. I was like, there's two, there are two pills. One's called You Date in High School, and one's called, sorry, you just already had the other one that said wrestling on it. (laughs) Dylan, you ate a whole box of the... Don't date in high school. Yeah. Let's fucking get let's get dirty and talk about SA Rios. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You know what? Sex feels so, good for 45 seconds or however long yeah, you know. Yeah, but not for a full Re- minute, but no, but knowing who SA Rios is, that makes you feel forever. good all the time. He wore yeah, a bandana he, even when he was wrestling. That's fucking cool. Really? Who is he? JLo? Networking. Um Networking. The corporate, the corporate ministry, of course, he gets another title run in here. They have a match where him and the uh, Raw keep tying each other to their symbols, which is just I'm all about that. Um, they, uh, um, he wins the match at Over the Edge 1998, the most ECW like WWE pay per view I've ever seen. Um, and uh, fun fact about Owen Hart's death: I remember this last time this brought up. Uh, a friend of mine's dad. A kid named Kevin, his dad came out of his house and said, I'll never forget this one. Hey, one of those wrestlers died. I fucking hate wrestling, man. And then he just went inside. Oh, yeah. They probably, he's, I guess he's dead. Probably not. Yeah, probably fake. They're Fuck not you. people. Uh, so September 23rd, 1999, McMahon was going to remove the Undertaker from the Undertaker main event if he refused to participate in the casket match against Triple H. Undertaker retorted he did not care and maybe he would not be participating in WWF any longer. Walked out of WWF. He had a big old groin injury. He fixed his dick. And then, of course, got a pec muscle tear. Comes back as... Ah, am American badass. Watch me radio edit. Now... I'm kind of stone cold. That's the other thing. Is he's yeah. kind of stone cold. I'm Stone Cold's dad. Basically, he's Frank. <laughs> just like a a guy from Austin's hometown is his yeah. character. Basically, the Undertaker came back as um uh un uh that girl you liked in high school went to college and came back with a much older boyfriend. That's who like that's who the American badass is. Like, you guys still smoke? Nah, <laughs> like girls. That's like <laughs> it's just like what? Oh, also, I think my favorite thing is. They don't, and this is not ironic. This is like real. They don't explain. They're just like, this is fucking, this is how it is now. Like they is don't it? explain. Not him only did they do that, they talked about just thing, like they talked about him on things like WWE Confidential as like the Undertaker knows how to evolve. Like they they actually do kind of hint at it. Like they're like, yeah, he's taking a step forward. All this sort of stuff. It's also that sort of thing of I guarantee people like Jim Ross and Mean Mark Callus were so much happier with the American Badass because it's like, no, this is good. And then in a couple of years, we're going to be ready for my perfect character, Zombie, who does jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed martial zombie. 
Oh, uh, no. The American Badass. This is really, this is the, if um, Undertaker was a band, this is the period in time where for no reason he just uses synths. Like, it's just like, oh, <laughs> fuck. But he really oh. just becomes the, a more actualized version of Mean Mark Callis or Texas Red. It's just Christ. literally. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he stops doing the he stops doing the tombstone. He just switches to the power bomb, but the power bomb is like the concussion bomb, where it's like I'm gonna fucking and it's like the last ride is really just a it's a power bomb, and then he lifts them up a bit higher and just fucking tries to kill them. Yeah, there is a the Kurt Angle match that ends with Kurt Angle's brother being pinned. Another mm. match that people do not like. I love that finish. I got to tell you this right now. Anytime they replace the guy. And I don't, and I, even if I catch it, I love it. I, it's just like, it's one of those things where you're not going to do that in boxing and they should do that in boxing, by the way, if they did that in the <laughs> UFC for no reason, Patty Pimblett replaced Conor McGregor in a match mid fight. Oh, I got to tell you, if Dana White ends up, getting, <laughs> ends up getting fired, I'm trying for that job and the UFC will be bankrupt, but it will be a wild. Uh, he just hit months. his wife on tape a bunch. So he's probably, he's still just not going to get fired. Um, and that's sick. You did see Brendan Schaub's reaction to it. I have not, and I will not, and I will never. Let me tell you what it was, because this is how I found out. I just, I opened Twitter, and it was uh, recommended for you, which I don't appreciate. Twitter, that hurts. That hurts. And it was just Brendan Schaub, and it was the Dana White story, and Brendan Schaub wrote, he apologized for this like a man. That's what you do. And I was like, Brendan, God, I hope you have CTE. God, I oh, hope Oh, he you was do. like, please hire me. Please, Dana White. But anyway, we that's why we need burner accounts. Um, <laughs> it's just fucking have a burner account guys i don't won't watch any comedy on it i'll just watch sports highlights and that'll be who i am anyway survivor series the undertaker um was with kane the rock chris jericho and big show oh yeah he faced the alliance which is very funny also like oh, he's yeah. still brothers with kane. i don't know man it's, this is this the part is... that makes no sense which is yeah he is a biker now but his, he used to be that dead guy like that's the thing that makes no sense he also goes through like it's like, but it does make sense. It's like, yeah, he's immortal and he won't die, but it doesn't mean he has to fucking dress weird. I disagree. I feel like he got his powers from the urn. If he doesn't have the urn, then he's no longer immortal. He's just a regular guy. It's like if Superman yeah. got amnesia. Do we need to get into the minutia of this character? Dylan, you have a child to raise, and I'm fine that you don't see him for another full hour if we debate the merits of the <laughs> storyline elements of the American badass. Preacher. You ever, you ever read the Preacher comic? I certainly have. And did I watch so, the Preacher television show? Yes, very bad. <laughs> so, yeah, but maybe it's like that, where it's like, yeah, he's fucking undead, but he smokes, too. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? Oh, yeah, sorry, he's undead, but that doesn't mean he doesn't like friggin' Stevie Ray Vaughan or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, he's a... The fighting isn't real, but the chewing of tobacco is. I can't mm. tell you anything he does post... Like he's just kind of around. Like he does. He has a great match at WrestleMania X Seven with Triple H, um, where he last rides him into um, uh, breaking up with China, and then I have, and then he has a Ric Flair match at WrestleMania X Eight. First time the streak is mentioned. WrestleMania X Nine, he literally um, somehow buries his own tag team partner Nathan Jones while facing A Train oh, in the yeah. big show. It is so crazy that it's like, why would you still make that a handicap match? Well, this is big Undertaker. evil. No, you're, talking, it, you're not. You're not. I don't think he's big evil yet. You skipped think, over was, big evil. I thought big evil was later than this. I thought big evil was like right. Well, the big evil as as the vivacious and curvy Christopher Hobson has outlined was 2001, 2003. 
Shit. So Ric Flair faced the big evil? How did Ric Flair? Oh, well, no the shit. No, um, the no. Remember that heel turn? The Undertaker was like, I'm a heel now. But like, he couldn't just be like, I'm a bad guy now for no reason. He was like, the fans don't respect me. And then everyone was like, what? Yeah, they do, what man. What are you talking about? Everyone's. <laughs> but basically, he could have gone on the mic and be like, you're bored with me. So I'm going to be a bad guy now. And everyone will be like, that's fine. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? But yeah, sounds good. He doesn't. And. That is what it is. Big Texas, Red Mark, Mean Mark, Callus running wild again. But I think the real thing about the American Badass Undertaker and what they did during this period, even though it is all over the place that they don't do now, is there's like six guys in that upper mix who can beat anybody and are yeah, booked like that. Very much. Versus and the, now it's like two. The champion, it would be the... Are you saying then it was six, now it's two? Yes. Now it's Brock Lesnar and... Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, maybe Bobby Lashley too. That's what and I was going to say. Even all three of those characters are the same guy, but like back then it was like Kurt Angle could beat The Undertaker and Kurt Angle's character wasn't I'm a fucking machine. It was like I'm a fucking goofy. I'm good at wrestling and I'm a cowboy. Um, yeah, I'm a goofy yeah. baby cowboy. Yeah, it's different. It's a different structure in that there was kind of like, yeah, you every like the WWE basically had like six guys that kind of always faced each other and it would be different groupings of them. And now it's kind of like there's three guys that will always face each other. And that's Lashley. That's not really true anymore. But like for a minute, it was Lashley, Reigns and Lesnar would just cons- go back and Lesner play with last year's booking. Reigns have headlined as many WrestleManias as Rome as um Austin way more and Rock it's have. way more way more they've had no, three and three I thought it was more than three no well it isn't fuckhead isn't it four you piece look of it shit? up okay let's look see if I can up. do it 31 New Orleans 34 no I'm doing it off of my head 34 okay so you're just going to be wrong the last isn't there four I'm wrong o'clock I like how by the way I'm not sure and I was trying to just use my memory as evidence that's very bad do you think they were maybe trying to like have the Undertaker be pivoted off of, but then it's like the big show was too fat, so they were like, I, I guess exactly the Undertaker's a, a I think biker. They were trying to, um, I think they were trying to uh, pivot to Nathan Jones. Oh, yeah, because Nathan Jones, if you guys haven't seen Nathan Jones, oh, fuck. Oh, he oh, is. Oh, fuck. Imagine if the Liver King was seven feet tall. Oh, yeah. fuck. And he was as good as oh, talking as the yeah. Liver King. <laughs> No, Liver King's way better. Nathan Jones, Nathan Jones earnestly just kept on being like, yes, I'm seven feet tall and 350 pounds of pure muscle. No, I am not on steroids. That would be way more infuriating than whatever is. His, basically, Nathan Jones's character was, I'm nails, but I have my shirt off. Yeah, that's correct. Remember, he was like, he got out of jail by bending the bars. Yeah, it was very weird. I also am very impressed that the WWE did not make nearly as many drop the soap jokes as usually that type of performer would have warranted from that company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, would he get out of jail? Well, a guy tried to fuck him in the butt and then he ripped his dick off. Like I would have because I'm Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking clinched my butt cheeks off, ripped his dick off. Anyway, that's his finishing move. Oh, no. He's making him fuck him in the butt. He's going to rip his dick off. That would be sick. He's bleeding out in the ring. Put him in the body bag. Old school Undertaker. Mm, my yard. This is my yard. Anyway. You know, this is my yard. Oh, yeah. I sucked your fucking dick with my butt. That's in my yard. Uh, WrestleMania 20. Ooh. The big buildup. And The Undertaker returns as the dead man. Uh, and if you guys. Were... And Paul Bear. Paul Bear is too fat to go up the ring steps. It's very Oh, yeah. Weird. They this... roll him up. This is a um, real interesting time for the Undertaker as he comes back, and then he 
is forced to marry me at gunpoint. That's right. He marries Dylan at gunpoint at WrestleMania 21 in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a part Dylan that they, McCool. Yeah, they've cut out of the. <laughs> well, don't si- you can't silence history. I agree. Um, yeah, basically, this is entering into the weirdest part of The Undertaker, which is Undertaker's WrestleMania 20 through 25, basically between this match and the HBK match. Oh, boy. Uh, we have the Randy Orton almost gets hepatitis B from um, the Randy Orton Undertaker feud and then win by the Undertaker is amazing. It reestablishes yeah. Randy Orton as a top heel, which after his weird, shitty title run where his whole character was like, I'm young and look at my fucking hog yeah. is um, needed. Yeah. And that is a shadow because my dick is thick. But it's like. They do a really good thing it is where he leaves evolution. But what are you saying? Are you whispering things? It's insane how long Randy Orton has been a wrestler for a guy who's definitely smoking and has definitely not listened. Yeah. It shows, by the way, just being an asshole, you age (laughs) stress-free. Yeah. He's Randy Orton said everything that's ever been on his mind. Yeah. That guy's not. He said the N word on a street. Uh, he's like the only, he said the N word while he was playing games and, and no one cared. Everyone was like, I guess that's what he says. Here's the thing that no one talks about. If you present yourself as that person, if no one is shocked, they're just going to like, what yeah. did, what did we True. expect from a guy whose father had a cast on his arm for three years? His dad was quote unquote, Rowdy Piper's crazy friend. We never really explored, like, given how attractive Randy Orton is and how ugly Bob Orton is. How hot is his mom? Um, his mom isn't actually that attractive. It's just Randy Orton wanted to beat his dad at something. And so they had a fuck off when Randy was 13. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and okay. Randy had went to Puerto Rico and got plastic surgery to look like a fucking fox. <laughs> so, so anyway, we get um, his at match against, which he brings back his dad it, with the cast still on. And they and both gives the revitalize hep- the careers. Hepatitis. He almost gives, yeah. How does he do that? Bob Orton has hepatitis and bleeds a bunch. And the Undertaker's like, that guy doesn't have a hepatitis, right? And they were like, hey, no, he does. And then he's like, yeah, get this fucking guy out of here. I'm not getting hepatitis from Randy Orton's dad. I'm already going to get HPV from Randy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everyone has HPV, right? That's what people with HPV say. That's right. Everyone who's cool does. But like they revitalize each other's career completely. It's pretty spectacular. And then WrestleMania 20. Boo. This is where I have no idea who he fights. Like, I think this is when he fights the concept of cap of socialism at WrestleMania 23. 23. One of them, he beats both Dudleys. Like they definitely put it doesn't that's become old, like that's a great American bash. I'll have you know. Um, wasn't it a no there was a wrestle oh no sorry that was nathan jones and albert he beat yeah he beat nathan jones and albert you fuck uh, but this is all the people forget this but like in my memory it was always like randy orton then Shawn michaels then mm, the triple h matches because you only remember the really good ones but like they, they definitely punted on more than like there's a mark henry loss in there Oh yeah, that because the, the it's the Mark that's the Hall of Pain. That's mm, yum 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 yeah yeah. Bre- um, Mark Henry is WrestleMania twenty two. Um, uh, the initial plan was um, Henry was supposed to win. Um, Kurt Angle wanted to have a match with the Undertaker um, and have that Angle break cool. the streak. Uh, McMahon said no. Uh, WrestleMania twenty three. 
was uh, Batista. That's right, the SmackDown Batista. Lovely stuff. Um, and this is the first time that they started um, calling it old school, which Dylan and I both hate with a fiery passion. <laughs> oh, yeah. That fucking move. Let's call it old. Kick a little bit of old school. Um, but yes. this is also another one where it's like the then Undertaker have, is right, on you spot duty. Yeah. You have Edge, which is I truly I think the the unsung great fucking match. Yeah, that one's fucking awesome. And apparently Edge refused the opportunity to break the streak. Really? Yes, because apparently that um uh uh it was gonna be a streak versus streak match. Oh of- yeah, because Edge was also undefeated at WrestleMania. And then- that was the storyline coming into that one. That was going to be the storyline coming into that one, and then the next. No, that was already that was that was the storyline. I this I was this is a blank spot for me in terms of wrestling, and then um, of course he um, by defeating Vladimir Kozlov, uh, Shawn Michaels earned the right to challenge the Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 in a good versus evil story. Undertaker playing Lucifer, Michaels playing. Jesus and Jesus lost to devil to the devil. <laughs> well, it's also like, yeah, here's the good guy. He's fucking would have slipped a bunch of roofies to chicks to pa- make them pass out. He's Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did you do? I went home and ignored my wife. Yep. You're the devil. <laughs> or like prove it provingly lied to Bret Hart for years and forced him out. Like he's Jesus anyway. But this is also the undertaker winning his first world title. In um, 2007, this is also his second prime. People forget this, but like, oh yeah, this is the this is when like he shows up. He makes WrestleMania. Um, it is super fucking exciting. This is the we covered this in the HBK episode as well. But we have the HBK matches into the Triple H matches. I can't believe they did Triple H back to back. That is wild. And just didn't reference the other wrestlemania match they had they were like yeah. first time facing them at wrestlemania which if is like what we're talking about with the dutch mantel things like so selective about what they have as canon um yeah that's such a great point yeah it's also like that weird time in wrestling where they're like these fans don't remember anything and it's like these fans remember everything yeah and also wrestling you do kind of have to just switch things suddenly because like we just look at the tv and be like we're not gonna complain about this right because why would we explain our way out of this yeah that's said yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean where it's yeah. like AEW did a thing where william regal did like a weird speech that was only to be played in the event that mjf turned on him and i was like everyone no one needed this this made it so much worse but it's oh clearly my. an attempt to like make it you know make it make sense but it's like it's already it already made sense you're overthinking I want anyway, to say uh, this is AEW really has shown the lesson of you can be a good booker for three years and that fourth year you will be tired. You will make mistakes. Buddy, every week you got to fucking do three hours of TV every week. It's un people are like un- t- fucking real. Tony Khan's lost his touch. Yeah, no shit. Like this Pranos I- is bad after the fourth fucking season, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Sort of to besmirch Tony. Yeah. But the fucking season five stinks. Wow. Five and six of the Sopranos are balls. Catch him. Monday mornings at 8 till 8.30. Yeah, hot takes with cool John Hastings. <laughs> hot Hastings with his cool dick. Mm, I keep it in the freezer. Um, Let's talk about whole. Let's just talk about the entire streak. 
because no one gives a shit about the other two times a year this guy wrestled or the weird like su- um, they always try and summon the undertaker i would like um, to talk about the dudley boys angle where for no reason he kills paul bearer and that's oh never yeah addressed. oh he kills him he just buries him in concrete why yep. I, we don't know no one knows but much like we talked about Shawn michaels last week having his resurgence with i don't have to do steroids anymore the undertaker does too when it's just like yeah i'm super lean and he also has old guy chest where your boobs sag he... into your armpits but he becomes some would say a better wrestler than he ever has been because he also becomes a vegan he becomes a super vegan and starts doing... yes michelle mcundertaker yeah michelle mcundertaker makes him a vegan and it's also he does get into the ufc so he gets into jujitsu and he's doing a different type of exercise that's using his whole body which i can never remember the name of but as someone who is now learning about back injuries um that's the best thing you can do for your whole body because as you're getting older it's keeping everything at the same level so one thing isn't stronger than the other and tearing mm. it which means that his body is so much more fucking he's loose. also given and this is something that not every wrestler gets and it's year off <laughs> he wrestles well also he's allowed to beat world champions with new moves he beats edge with the hell's gate like yeah, he, he starts tapping people. So then you're like, okay, well, his mega mega it's like a new Japan system where it's like his mega ultimate finisher is the tombstone, but also he can submit people. And I think Edge kicks out of a tombstone. And it's like yeah. this is when you start spamming people kicking out of the tombstone. They have to go to such cra- like when they, before they break the streak with Lesnar, the previous match was like Michaels is the referee, Triple H pedigrees him like eight times. Michael's hit. There's a there's a sequence they where they set like, it up so much for the street demand. They also bring Jim Ross out during one of the many times when Jim Ross was fired for the company because he didn't like. Was that the time? No, that wasn't the time that he did the uh, the Ric Flair's drunk at this um, video game conference. We better better oh, yeah. blame Jim Ross. Yeah, <laughs> but also they have yeah Jim Ross come out just to commentate those matches. But they do it. They do a, a switch in music into a pedigree, and it's like. The Undertaker, the whole thing is like the Undertaker's never gonna lose. And I remember when the streak was broken, that third F5, and my only thought was like, oh wow, they're really killing Brock. And then he won, and it was like crazy. I still never saw I didn't even see it live. I was I this is how it was insane because it was literally people going like, Okay, what happened? Like, how did he cheat? How is this gonna be undone? You got us. All right, we think it's over. Dylan, get this. I was told the Undertaker's streak was over. By a man who's now dead. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, um, yeah, I walked into. Was the it? Was it Justin Trudeau? Because it was Justin simulation. Trudeau. It was Justin Trudeau. No, it was my friend Paul Byrne at Brendan Burns's house. Brendan Burns and I were in the kitchen getting snacks because we were like, "This match is shit." And Paul Byrne walked in and went because he got fucking yeah. Because the Undertaker, perfect time to end the streak. I don't think anyone time. gets a, enough credit where it's agree. like I completely the next agree. year, every year after that, fucking sucked. Yeah, you didn't need to do it anymore. Like, it's also that thing of the one problem is, is they should have, if they're going to end the streak, it's Undertaker's over. The thing is, is Undertaker thought he was done. But Vince McMahon was like, ah, no, Mark, you're not. I need to make sure that this Bray Wyatt never gets past the mid card. (laughs) Well, he murders John Cena at one of them. Cena does the ultimate where it's like he beats him in like eight seconds. That's the the Norrelands WrestleMania. That WrestleMania, the second one they did in New Orleans, that's WrestleMania 34. 
I watched that live. That one is so nuts to look back on. That is um, Braun Strowman tags with a kid to win the tag team titles. That, that is great. John Cena just shows up and is like, I'm going to fight The Undertaker, and he's not there. And then they hit the gong, and he runs from the crowd to the back to put his gear on. And then you have Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, such a bad match that um, Brock Lesnar walked into the back and threw the belt at Vince McMahon and left. And there's footage of it on YouTube, and Vince McMahon goes, you're an asshole. (laughs) Or he's like, yeah, here, well, I just made 10 million bucks. Yeah, because I love the, I love how, Brock Lesnar was the first person to figure out like, oh, he needs me more than I need him. And like all I, what's so funny is so many wrestlers were like, how did he figure this out? And it's like, it's true. They, he does need, like, you just get to a certain point. They need you more than you need him. hundred percent. Well, it's also like when Lesnar beats the streak, it's like, who are we going to have beat the streak? Not that Lesnar wasn't a great choice, but it's like, how about the guy who's here six weeks a year? Yeah. But here's the thing that was the point that Paul Heyman made in a shoot interview that no one talks about is. We had to do something with Brock because they brought him back in and he lost his first two matches and no one cared. Like you have to understand that he's like, we, it's never been discussed, but I think that Heyman had more of a hand in ending that streak or did something because suddenly Vince was totally fine with it. And then you had him, you had Brock end the streak and then you had Brock mug John Cena at SummerSlam. Well, yeah, because the first thing they did was they brought Brock in. And this is not going to be about Brock Lesnar, so we're going to get back on the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they brought Brock in. He immediately lost the scene. Immediately. And then he immediately lost to Triple H a bunch of different times. He lost to Triple H once. Yeah. I think he it's two he went two and one against Triple H, which is like Triple H was like visibly old by this point. Yeah, it like, doesn't make any sense. And again, it it relaunches and then it also kind of rebrands the Undertaker a little bit of will he come back? They have the match with Bray Riot. It is fine. And then we kind of start the slow march to could we stop this? Could we maybe stop? Oh my goodness. It's like, okay, you 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 did yoga and became a vegan and really did get an extra like six, seven years out of this. He's doing the dead man dive like straight up over the top. There's that fuck which matches it where it's like Snooka, one of the Snooka children, like the Undertaker, which is funny because they they blame the Snooka child for being too far back. But in reality, it's like the Undertaker's dive is like he goes, he goes barely gets over the rope. His feet clip the rope and he just goes straight down at a 90 degree angle. And everyone's like, oh, the Undertaker's dead. Oh, that's right. Yes, because he's the third part of the legacy. And then he gets fired. Immediately. immediately yeah the undertaker also is this interesting sort of thing no he's it. not but he's like playing a cameraman he's not playing a guy in the legacy at that point he's playing a cameraman ju- and his only role is to catch the undertaker and he literally like is the cameraman is a cameraman sees the undertaker taking coming down at a 90 degree angle and has to like drop the camera and just try and catch him fucking nuts because then you have bray wyatt he takes dallas off he doesn't show up at the weird jane mcmahon hell in the cell match that friend of the show, Alex Wood, still thinks is a good match. And I think about that way more than I should. Um, then he's at New Orleans. But he's almost 50. He's four. Sorry, cut you off. But he's like 48. Yeah, he's I mean, fucking nuts. Anyway, like this is what I'm saying. This guy, once a year, he gets to come back. He's him and his wife are living a healthier lifestyle. But it's like, I'd say that. I mean, Jericho's more naturally athletic than The Undertaker. So he can still kind of do it. But there's one day. Jericho is going to miss that lion salt and he's going to die on television. Yeah. The thing also is, is Chris Jericho is, his style is not nearly as 
helpful as the Undertaker style for this mm-hmm. kind of life. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it's like super smart stuff that Jericho has made where it's like, what's my what was my first finishing move? Uh a Boston Crab. Okay, you can do that till you're dead. Uh what's my new finishing move? I stick my elbow out and some guy who is a human trampoline murders himself on it. Okay, I can do now I have two ways to feasibly finish a match until I am actually dead. Yeah, which will be soon because there's no way I'm not doing pink cocaine. But what would you do? Would you let the man who's going to die very soon just ride off in the sunset after his loss? No, you immediately, and we watched this in Edinburgh, have him beat Brock Lesnar to get some of his heat back because you need heat back when you're 50. God damn right and what a bad match that was i don't know how you would make the stat like the 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 stats around it but there must be an impressive record that like former world champions have post 45 because anytime a old wrestler is like 50 they always win yeah it's but it's depending on the era attitude era you're not winning ruthless aggression era get ready to be the champion if there's competition, you're not winning. Yeah. Thunder, but if there's Thunder, not, if it's a territory, you're jumping to Fritz. Got news for you. Thunder, Thunderdome era. Get ready to read a newspaper in the ring, my friend. You're the third hour of SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They want six hours of SmackDown. That's cool. Okay. Like, no uh, one we just taught the Undertaker Domino's. He's going to try and figure out how to there, play the game on TV. There, there was an eight week period where the main event of SmackDown was just DDP showing you how to do yoga, but he would not take his, he wasn't, he was just, in <laughs> once again, DDP best TikTok presence. There is every video is in a hot tub. DDP fucking shitting and pissing in a hot tub. You can't see any of it, but I know it's there. Uh, then the undertaker does the greatest thing of all time, which is, uh, the match against Bray Wyatt that is just a movie, <laughs> which is the best way to get. And also he, no, fuck. It wasn't that it was AJ Styles. He faces at mania and a match. That's just a movie. And that's his last match. The bone, uh, the boneyard match, boneyard match. <laughs> and it's like literally the best <laughs> wrestler you have in AJ Styles against the undertaker and they weren't confident enough. The undertaker could have a match in the ring against him, which is crazy. Like I could have a good match against AJ styles and I'm not exaggerating versus a guy. And and he's that broken down that they're like, we better put this one on tape. Yeah. It's also, it was COVID. Um, so we don't actually know what the boneyard match was. That is true. We don't know what it was going to be. You're totally going into that WrestleMania. Like we have to remember that WrestleMania was so early into COVID. Like it was like 10 days after we locked down. Like we, we locked down they, and then the WWE said, yeah, I got a COVID test. Oh, here it is. Don't my, have it. That's the yeah, finger exactly. buddy right yeah. there. Like, do you know how quickly Vince McMahon had WWE declared an essential service in Florida? It's nuts to me. Good for him. Uh, he really fucking, but that's the thing, man. We're going to, they're going to run into something where triple H is going to be in charge and where Vince McMahon would literally just fucking like, yeah, just fucking do it, bowl it over. And everyone's going to be in triple H's, ear being like you know let's balance this from a blah 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 perspective or as vince mcmahon would be like yeah okay Here's we just fucking ran over a bunch of refugees uh yeah. i don't know say that say they were on, say, say the bloodline did it their heels all right they were in my way what the fuck exactly vince mcmahon will just be like uh yeah jamal kosoji is uh i don't know what those words are and i don't care i want their money from the devil people 
I don't even think, Vince, it's not even a money thing. I guarantee the Jamal Khashoggi thing was you don't tell me what to do. Yeah, man. Just fucking crazy. Anyway, The Undertaker's retired now. And uh, if you heard him on Rogan, he did one of the greatest things where he tried to intimate that Braun Strowman was not on steroids. Also, by the Keep way, the, the fucking business I, uh, in your blood. I have never watched the end of that documentary because weirdly timed anytime I sat down during the COVID lockdown to um, watch it. Uh, my ex and I would get into a very intense fight. Not connected in any way. It was just a timing issue. It wasn't like she yeah. walked in the room and be like, this fucking Undertaker, let me tell you. It would just be like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cursed. It was, uh, it was it's your exactly, urn. It's, 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 it's food poisoning. Uh, yeah. And then the Undertaker went through a thing where it's like, oh, he's going to be on these podcast shooting. And then everyone was like, oh, what does he have to say? And everyone was like, oh, I'm Not upset with what he has to say. So best He has, thing- literally has to say what Jim Cornette has to say. And he doesn't know how to say it in nearly as an exciting way as Jim Cornette. Like Where he's like, uh, we used to have tough guys, and that we should have more. T- we should have had, but it's more also tough guys. weird coming from the Undertaker because basically it sounds like he's saying there used to be me, and now there's not me, so it's bad. But that's what every old person does. Things were better when I was young, and now it's bad and worse. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then he was yelling like, "How many people have died?" Uh, none actually in 10 years how many exactly (laughs) look at all these wives walking around with good marriages i hate that here's how you get in the here's how you got in the business in the 80s you you were divorced twice and then a guy showed up to the gym if you started doing steroids that's how wrestling used to work yeah let me tell you how wrestling worked you wanted to do murder but you were a pussy yeah okay and then all right you know who the world champion was in this territory a little territory in montreal was stephen hastings the most divorces that's how they fucking that's right my dad's the world fucking champion my friend yeah, exactly he Bret hart calls him and he goes how do you do it and he hangs yeah. up yeah he's like, first of all you don't use a phone you either have a dad that gets you in the business or you're so divorced that it's visible from space exactly you either have to have a divorce lawyer who rolls his eyes every time he calls or you have to be able to do a flip it's one or the other. <laughs> and let me tell no you why the, flues. let me tell you why the undertaker was the best he was both those things that man has i think four ex-wives at least one of them he had tattooed on. we didn't even sarah talk, we didn't even talk about the ddp stalker angle ladies and gentlemen are you not entertained oh yeah hey my whole thing is that i'm like a working man and uh i'm kind of like the underdog yeah 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 you want to fuck my wife so bad that you're a cuck there's a a very good um there's a 24-hour film challenge that are, and I feel okay talking about this. My our friend, mutual friend Eric Andrews, did it with a a couple friends he had that are now like yoga influencers, and Eric pitched some ideas for what the 24-hour film challenge would be. And then they were like, since it was two against one voted, they were like, yeah, 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 no, nah, it's gonna be that you want to fuck my wife, but you can't, and I fuck her. And then Eric was like, okay, and then they. <laughs> And then they assumed that Eric wanted to watch them have sex. So they were like, but you can't watch us have sex. Our roommate will film that for us. <laughs> and it was like this 50-year-old guy was like, yeah, I'm fucking filming this fucking. <laughs> and then Eric was like, okay. And then he just basically filmed two things, but still edited it. So it's like yeah, they well, want him in the room, but you can like fi- you can see the finished product. Anyway, very funny. Eric Andrews is the most go-along-to-get-along guy I've ever met. He is. He would, uh, yeah. He would barely raise a hubbub if you were oh, like, he's I'm going to run over these kids. I think that I get a, a level up. Let me say this. Eric okay. Andrews is going to meet a strong-willed woman. He's going to be very happy, and he'll just enjoy running errands by himself. He is. He's very happy. Anyway, uh, what, what I, why did I mention that? Because The Undertaker 
is hot. No, I think the best thing about The Undertaker is I think he has the best move set ever. Just protected. He was the most protected. He's the most well, but like we we started off this episode, it is true. He's the most well booked professional wrestler in the history of wrestling. He, yeah. he was the Undertaker. The Undertaker was what 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 Vince wanted to do with Andre from beginning to end, and it He's, is crazy that there's no sec like he with with the fact that he did that with one guy. There's no reason he couldn't have done it with the second guy. Completely correct, but basically what it was was Undertaker is Hulk Hogan, the Andre the Giant. He is like, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's that thing of like, well, of course he's a good guy. Why? Because he is. Well, it's also the heel factory. It was he's the last guy that that heel factory worked with, and where he's it's the like last guy they kind of did the heel factory thing for in that way because it's also that they were still doing the heel. Well, they factory tried it with that. Roman Reigns. They tried it with all these guys. But I mean, yeah, but Roman, it. but it's a but wrestling's different now. It's a it's a, it's a post Steve Austin world where the 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 champion no, kind but of they just, still did it with the great Kali. Like they got the great Kali over in like eight seconds and then had him had the Undertaker beat him. That's right. Like shit like that. Um Mark Henry. Like they basically Umaga. Fine Umaga. Umaga's an interesting one in that what well, would Umaga it, was Cena. Like that Umaga was Umaga was Cena, but still. But it just Umaga's one of those ones where I would have been really interested to see. He's one of those ones that I feel like would have weirdly like had a really great TNA run and then like kind of like Lashley come back and you're like Oh yeah, he was in TNA, but then he died. Oh yeah, well, that's sort of what happens in TNA, in TNA, and he died. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to wrestling, I guess. Rosie, Jamal, TNA, Japan, Umaga, dead. Oh, bad um, stuff. Bad so times at Ridgemont High. I'm gonna say best thing about the Undertaker is luck. He's a lucky fucking guy. He's he a lucky man at the right time. I would say the one thing is he didn't know how when to fucking walk away. He should have walked away after WrestleMania 30. And a real badass thing, if if you'd walked away after WrestleMania 30 and not come out until COVID of like, let me tell my story now. Or even, dude, even if he would have like, this is the this is the only thing I would have changed about booking The Undertaker, and obviously hindsight's 2020, is take two years off of a WrestleMania. Take two years off, come back, kill Cena. That's it. Oh, so you're saying don't do uh Bray? Don't do Bray. The Bray thing didn't do anything for anybody. None of those things did anything for anybody. Here's my, all right. So here's my, I guess, what is your, what what's your favorite Undertaker Mania match? And then we'll wrap it up. Cause I think the worst thing about the Undertaker, I don't think there is anything bad about the Undertaker as far as being a professional wrestler goes. I think the number one thing he did that was here's my question. Ge- genius was stay off of all social media. And his character had that mystique. I completely agree with you. I just want to check this. When was the Roman Reigns supposed to be the final match? And then wasn't, and then he came back. Because I think we fucked up the, I think we misfucked, we fucked up the timing. I think it went. I mean, we didn't, we just literally had a discussion about The Undertaker. This is not about timeline or anything. No, no, I agree with you. I just want to confirm that he, because he, WrestleMania 30, he loses the streak. Mm -hmm. And then, oh my God, what am I talking about? Yeah, so Shane McMahon is WrestleMania 32. Uh, 33 is stupid Roman Reigns. Shane McMahon. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then he jumps off of the top of the moon. I don't even remember. I I hated that cage match so much. I just remember that he jumps off the cage. I didn't remember who was underneath. It was the fucking Undertaker. But, yeah, it was Undertaker. The the matches he could have skipped. He that should. is infuriating, dude. This is the the craziest thing. I can't believe that he comes back. April, April. So. 20 he beats Shane McMahon in 30 minutes John Cena he beats in two minutes and 40 
This is what I'm saying. <sighs> if you just had Brock Lesnar, he loses to Lesnar, and then he comes back two for off, Cena, and then yeah. Cena he beats Cena. Minutes, how much is how much better is that than his Dylan. his post loss streak? His post loss WrestleMania thing is like the worst. It's everyone hated the Roman Reigns win. Bray Wyatt, there's no reason he needed to lose to the Undertaker. Yeah, he beats Shane McMahon in 30 minutes. And 30 minutes and beats John John Cena in fucking under three. Yeah, but John Cena is not a worker. Not like Shane. Not like Shane. Shane's got work rate, baby. All right, next week, who are we doing next week? Next week we are doing. I can't remember the list. They're good. One second. Hope you're all enjoying these big sized episodes, everybody. We want to make sure that um big, meaty, hard episodes. Exactly. We're not ending soft cock, large load. Uh next week is dealer's choice. Do you want Triple H or do you want Stan Hansen? I gotta say it. We're ladies and gentlemen, take off your glasses because you don't need to see where we're going. Because we're talking about the Lariat man himself. Oh yeah. I, hope you, I don't know anything about Japan. I hope you all learn. enjoy it the sucks. plot of No Holds Barred being um discussed at Most length. Because it. it still boggles my mind that Hulk Hogan's like Stan Hansen's a great friend of mine. I'll get him a job in my movie. He is not working at this company with me. <laughs> well, because he would have been like, Stan Hansen's a really good friend of mine, and I don't know how to broach the subject of please stop punching me in the face, Stan. Because <laughs> that no. would make him punch me in the face more, and I don't want that. All right, all right. Next so week, here's how I get over is I just come I beat the fuck out of your kids. There's no cameras. <laughs> uh at Dylan Gott on every social media platform, at the John Hastings on every social media platform. Please follow us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, yes. And I don't know who and listens to the very end of podcast episodes. We should probably put this in the middle next week, but uh, we're going to put a poll up because the vivacious, the curvy, the immaculate Christopher Hobson is starting a podcast about feuds called Whoa. the Professional Wrestler Review. Um, it's about feuds in professional wrestling history, like a real breakdown of all the feuds, which mm-hmm. some of them will be easy and some of them will be fucking hard. So we're going to maybe just make this feed that podcast now because we just paid for a whole year, even though we're stopping next month so yeah i'll put a poll up if you guys are okay with it then we will do that yeah it's basically all the information of this show minus two guys who haven't read the research and are instead just talking about times they've seen jizz at a frat party (laughs) yeah we'll just have to change all the fucking logos and shit yeah yeah that's it guys thank you so much thanks for supporting the show Thank you for continuing to send us really nice emails and tweets about the show ending. It's really nice. It is very nice. It really brightens up our day. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Fuck you.